What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Game Over Greggy Show. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the pride of Long Island, Colin Moriarty. Hello. The pure one, Tim Geddes. Let's him host. And the producer slash seducer, Nick Scarpino. Welcome to the show, everyone. Thanks for watching. Oh, you got that. You put on your deep radio voice for that. I like to go into it. Yeah. I like to start there, and then by the end of the like two hours of madness, I go into the fast-talking, high-pitched Scarpino oh, yeah. voice. He starts with the seduce and ends in the produce. What's the? I've never heard a high-pitched Scarpino voice. Why did you, know, you like attack I talk- your Starbucks cup? <laughs> no, I was like, boom, to Tim, but then I got the straw got in the way, and then I was like, oh, water. It's tasty. And I've still never heard your high-talking Scarpino. It's just, I just start talking faster uh-huh. as the day goes by. So, and people can't understand what I'm saying. So I'll start, to, I'll start to mutter. I'll start to mumble a little bit and go, 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 go. And then everyone's like, I just stopped listening to Scarpino. He's crazy. Does anyone ever say that in the comments? A lot of people do. Comments down below? All, all, all the time. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, the idea of the Game Over Greg show is simple. Every week, four best friends gather around a table, each bringing a random topic of conversation to it. We talk it out for your amusement. If you like that, like the video and buy the MP3. Tim, explain it. Man, that's crazy. Well, Fridays. Fridays are Game Over Greggy Day. No matter where you are, you can get some new stuff on Friday. A full episode or something yeah, on Friday. You can get the early episode on gameovergreggy.bandcamp.com for 99 cents. That's an MP3, no, a, a high-quality MP3 yeah. for a dollar. Yeah, Well, 99 yeah. cents is a dollar, right? Exactly, if somebody says 99 cents, you're assuming you're paying So it's some premium stuff. Give but, us the extra penny. But you over jerk. at uh, on the YouTubes, you can get the show for free. Yeah. The full show, the entire show will go up live on Friday. But before that... The rest of the week, you're getting the clip outs. Yeah, we give you every topic broken out over four days. It's the best of both worlds. It's the as best they say. of both worlds. Something, something, nah, nah. Thanks, then you Greg. rock out the show. Remember that? That was Hannah yeah, Montana. Hannah. Best of both worlds is an awesome Jay Z R. Kelly album. But you also remember I, it from I Hannah I, Montana. I don't know if I'd say awesome enough for that one. It's a great. That's a great album. Mm. Blue Chips is on that, right? Or no, Big Chips. That's what it's called. Big Chips. That's that great single on that one. Yeah, came out too. I was never a big fan of that. All right, I'm gonna go first, and I'm gonna lighten the mood by talking about pilot suicide. Now, now you kind of mentioned this in passing to me. What pilot does this mean? Suicide. Well, you know this Malaysia airliner yeah, that went one, missing. It's everybody. The lost airline. They didn't know. Well, remember, we're putting the show up a week later. Maybe it's been found. We don't know. But Colin and I are referring to it as o- which Oceanic. 815, right? 815, yeah. That's what you're referring to as? Yeah. You know there are real lives on this plane, right? Yeah, but the, the, like, it's it's like lost. It just kind of went completely crazy. Hey, yeah, and the, you straighten and that painting back there. It's going to bug me the whole time. Actually, and it's in the Indian Ocean probably. So it's a little different. It's crazy. But do they think that someone... One of the theories is, at this point in time, is that there was a pilot. The pilot decided to kill himself and took the plane down. And the, you, you say that, and that sounds ridiculous to me. I'd never heard of a pilot suicide before. It's happened before. A lot. It happens a really? lot, it turns out. Here's the Washington Post article I was reading this morning. Uh, according to the Federal Aviation Administration data, 24 American pilots have killed themselves while flying their planes in the last two decades. Did they kill themselves with people? Some yeah, of them. Some 23 of those pl- pilots intentionally crashed their aircraft. One student jumped out of his plane mid-flight. All the pilots killed themselves were male and middle-aged. None of the American pilots who killed themselves were flying a big commercial aircraft, but it has happened elsewhere. Mozambique Airliner's E-190 jet carrying 33 passengers went down in Nabia. Sorry about that one. That's not how you say it. But according Nambia. to Nambia. Nambia. Yeah, that's right. There you go. <clears throat> well, see, they got the extra I, though. Oh, Namibia. Namibia. No, is that that's not right, though, is it? This is what the Washington Post You would be the only person at this table that would know that. Colin. According to the cockpit voice recordings there, the, co- the co-pilot left to use the bathroom. When he returned, the door was locked. And like the flight recorder ha- has him like banging on the door trying to get in and then just taking the plane down with the, all 33 on board. Uh, and then 90- Wait, so that was just a mistake? 
No, that was real. That guy is like, I'm going to kill myself. He was waiting for the pilot, the co-pilot to leave. And then he's like, I'm going to kill myself and all these oh. people. No, Namibia is right. Namibia? Namibia. I, I, they got to get rid of that eye. That's no good. I don't like one. Uh, 97, a couple of them happened. N- n- two years later, a Cairo-bound aircraft plummeted into the Atlantic Ocean off Nantucket in 1999. All 217 passengers and crew were killed. During the plane's tailspin, its pilot whispered in the Arabic phrase, I rely on God, traditionally muttered moments before death. What the fuck is wrong with these people? My God. I think we've all agreed. We'll all agree. We're pro-suicide. You want to kill yourself? Go about it. No, Whatever. That's the right way to put it. But no, I know, and it's not. I'm, I'm simplifying <laughs> it quite a bit. Get help if you're thinking about suicide. Talk to somebody. But whatever you, you have to do, you have to do. But to come uh, take all these people with you that had nothing that, to do. Yeah. I'm no. not a fan of this, Tim. Not I, cool. I don't even like when people have a flat tire, and like I have to wait in traffic because of them. Let alone if you're gonna put people out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Whoa! I don't. I, I mean, like it's like when people are. I don't like when people are inconsiderate in their normal daily lives. And so right. to take that the farthest step yeah. possible forward and go, I'm going to go ahead and kill people with me because that's who I am. Like these guys that'll go and like shoot up schools and things and then end their own life. I'm like, why did it have to be? Why can't you just start at the end? Mm-hmm. Right. I, I just I'm not that I'm advocating suicide. Like, no, none seven, of us are. It's, yeah. Please get help if you can. There are no, numerous hotlines. Um, but I just don't get it. Why? Just go. There's so like that's the gold. You live at the Golden Gate Bridge, so I mean that's the number one place in the world where people go to kill themselves, right? right. And like that's if you're gonna do it, that's nice. You're not putting anyone out there. Just go up there and jump off. There you go. Well, don't do that. But again, get help. No, You've I'm saying not yeah. do that. But like, don't. Yeah, don't do. The don't other hurt stuff. other people if if that's something yeah. you feel the need to do. It's just not. That's just horrible. That's a nice legacy you're leaving for yourself there. Man, that ah, I don't even know where to start with that. Like with with pilots and stuff, they have to go through someone years of training and like all these like safety things and all that stuff. Like, it's crazy that people, man, something might sound really ignorant saying this, but like people that are that advanced, like would do things so stupid. Yeah, depression sucks. It fucks you up. Obviously, it does. totally I mean, normal people. I feel like a lot, places. especially a lot of these pilots that are older, were probably pilots during Vietnam or Korea or something like that. You know, and so these guys probably have some. Probably not during Korea because they'd, like, you know, they'd be like eighty-five. They'd be like eighty-five. Yeah, that's a good point. But Vietnam potentially, yeah, um, or even the Iraq War. You know, you have you have a lot of these guys that are military pilots that go into the private sector and they get paid a lot, but you still have issues. So I don't know. That's crazy. I mean, I have to imagine they do a lot of psyche valves for to be a commercial. Well, you'd pilot. like to imagine. You'd no. like to imagine well, yeah, so that. Like, but I'd also what, like to imagine that they train the, the flight attendants. Pilots? Is that <laughs> a rigorous planes, thing, or like, is it pretty easy to be a pilot? to be? In- well, I mean, like, to be, like, the student pilot, right? Or, like, the, you know, to fly, like, a little jet isn't that bad. You go to schools for those. Like, like a pay, Cessna. You, yeah, exactly. You yeah. pay. You can get through that. I forget how many. If it's, it's months of training, and, like, you have to log hours and get it checked off, and then you can finally fly on your own or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, like, for, like, a pilot to do that, pilots, like, from what I understand, and I have a very base knowledge of it, is that, like, for you... It's a long trek to become a pilot because once you you make like no money when you're a co-pilot, but then once you get pilot, that's when you start making money. But you're much older at that point because mm-hmm. you put in so many hours as a co-pilot. I think. Correct me in the comments if I'm wrong. No, that's true. Well, okay. I also think you have to get certified per aircraft. <clears throat> yeah. So like the bigger you go, the more certifications you have to have. You can't just go from a twin-engine Cessna sure. to a seven-seven-seven. I think you have there are steps that you have to take in between those, and I don't know if that that is reflected in pay, but it's certainly not easy. It's not as easy as becoming, say, a professional podcaster. Yeah, you just go to Best Buy and buy some mics, and you're ready to rock. Yeah, you know, right. We went Amazon. 
Did we go? Out? We didn't even leave the house. No, we don't leave the house for anything. Don't even bother. Being a, being a commercial infamous. airline pilot is a is a, sa- a huge sacrifice. Yeah, that's why they have things called you know flop or crash houses because you know co-pilots and flight attendants will live together and eight people, ten people in a house because they can't they don't have any money and then you reach that level where you're a pilot and then they they pay you a ton of money. My mom used to work for an airline. She was so I have a little bit of insight into that. But uh, yeah, I, I don't I don't see why people are so shocked by this. First of all, like this has happened before, so maybe I just read the news a lot and I know. But, you know, when I think about something like 9-11, which was uh, Muslim extremists hijacking a plane, going to school in Florida to learn how to fly a plane, then hijacking a plane and ramming them in the buildings to kill themselves and everyone on them and everyone in the building, Mm -hmm. it's like a much easier leap to say that the pilot would just do that directly. You know what I mean? Like, just crash the fucking plane. It's like, crazy. That's, like, seven steps removed from what happened on 9-11. So, if, like... Yeah, but if, I guess if, if, like, if the change in process there, right, is the fact that those were extremists and they had, a, you know, their religious doctrine was, you know, the whole virgins in heaven thing and they were doing this for a cause, whereas someone who's just depressed and wants to end their life takes out all these other people, that's when it gets Yeah, but, but I'm just saying, like, it's it's not surprising. Like, that's, like, so much <laughs> easier to do, so you would think that it would happen. They have it more often. Yeah. Like, I guess is what I'm saying. Like, 9-11 required, like, all of these heinous years-long planning to do, and they executed, and like, three of the four plans were good to go, you know? This happens, like, once every few years. Well, there was, a, there was that story recently. Well, it wasn't recently. It was probably a couple months ago about the guy who uh, got pissed off at the kids that were playing loud music and decided to just shoot them. You, things like that happen all the time. So it is not a... They had it coming. <laughs> Today. You would have been one of those kids. They were hey, punkhead. They were listening to Green Day's Warning, and he's like, that's a fucking terrible record. Why are you listening to that? You listen to Dookie, and he just went and shot him. And they were like, no, we really like the new you sounds. Of this you don't understand, old man. Green Day's changed. There are voices now. Is it too soon to be making fun of this one? No, You don't even remember when it was. So. That's a good point. Yeah, I think it's fine. Um, no, but that's true. That's actually really, really terrifying now, and because I got a couple flights coming up. So now I'm now I'm terrified that That's I'm gonna get terrifying. that guy on a well that ends. planes exploding disappearing there's a million other things happening you for years your your life has been in these people's hands and you I never know thought much about but it. but the world seems to be moving at a faster pace and it seems to be more stressful and people seem to be letting the strings go a little bit more than they used sure. to before you know like things are falling through the cracks left and right and so it's just it's not that hard for me to think that that's gonna, I'm gonna be on that plane the day of the pilots like this no I've had enough. I'm, I'm taking you have, this thing down. You have to just think about it mathematically. I always think about this because we we travel all the time. And again, my mom worked for an airline when I was a kid, so I flew all the time for free. It was awesome. Um, she should just send me where you know to see her wherever she mm-hmm. was. She go get in the the cockpit. Yeah, I used to sit in the cockpit all the time. Yeah, see, that cool. was a different time. Yeah, yeah you know, yeah. that's when like, you could actually go to the, like sitting there, like, "Hey, Timmy." Yeah, I used to hang out on my lap. I used to. I was like, like eight, nine, ten years old. I used to just hang out. Like gladiator movies. movies about gladiators. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> Uh, that happened to you? Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, this ride isn't exactly free, little Colin. <laughs> and I, I always think about, you know, I've flown literally, like, not even facetiously, probably like 500 times, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, and people think, oh, that's not a lot. That's a lot. That's, that's a, a lot. That's, that's way more than, that's way more than, I probably flew like 250 times by the time I was, you know, 20 years old. So, like, you know, if, if not more than that, just because of the luxury that we had of, you know, being able to go visit my mom and, you know, fly wherever. Um, on the East Coast. And, uh, you know, I always think about when I was a kid and still to this day, and I think my mom might have put it in this terms, but maybe it wasn't my mom, is that if something happens on the plane you're on and the plane goes down or the plane's going down or you're going to die, like, you kind of have to just throw your hands up in the air and be like, well, this was like, this is like winning the lottery in a really bad way. But like this, 
you know, planes as as pilots and people in the airline industry say, say planes want to stay in the air. Like you actually have to like try to get the plane to go down. Usually, you know, because you know, like once the plane, you know, takeoff and landing are the most dangerous parts of flying. And then once the plane's in the air, like yeah, the engines are keeping it going. So, but there's a lot of physics to keep the plane in the air as well. It will glide and go down softly and stuff like that. I mean, like the plane will obviously careen and crash if it runs out of gas. But the the saying is that the plane wants to stay in the air. So there's just mathematically like it's so improbable that anything's gonna happen that like if it does happen to you on the one of these planes, you have to kind of be like, well, this is like this is fucking insane, you know? Because like you have a better chance of winning the lottery basically than you do of dying on a in a plane crash. That's yeah. why I always say, I always go like, every time we're taking off, I feel like, I always say this, like, I had this moment where I'm like, this is the closest I'm probably going to come to death all day. And, and then he turns and says it really creepily to whoever is next to him. It's usually some stranger who's like, Can you this please is the start, closest I'm going to death that. today. It's not, though. The closest you get to dying every day is when you get in your car and drive on the highway, because you, you have a 5,000 times better chance of dying. In well, a yeah, I don't, I, mean, I don't drive that often. When I do drive, it's just down the Embarcadero. You drive so every I day. Get, yeah, but it's down the Embarcadero. <laughs> I don't go on, I don't, I'm not going like 90 miles I'm an saying hour. you have a better chance of die, getting like shot. I probably actually street. statistically have a better chance of getting hit walking in San Francisco than right. I do dying on a plane You have a better crash. chance of, of dying in almost every any other way, basically. Like, how many times have you seen like someone actually get hit in San Francisco? Because I... Twice. Have, I, yeah. It happens a lot. That's something we... That's, that's something people don't talk about in the rich neighborhoods. Um... But don't shake your head at me. It's in too early in the rich morning for neighborhoods. That. In the rich, rich yeah, see, neighborhoods. See, my whole thing, like, I totally agree with Colin. Like, people are scared of roller coasters and shit. And my whole thing is, if people are willing to wait in line to go on a damn roller coaster, you're pretty safe on that thing. Have people died? Yeah. And like, hey, wait, when if people, people are, are willing to wait in line to die, why? Why is that safe? I don't understand. Well, no, not waiting in line. Wait in line for the ride. Yeah, but you're saying if you're willing to wait in line for a ride, those I don't, I don't see. If those there two is thousands equate. of people every day yeah. that are waiting in line for this thing, yeah, riding the ride every day, basically, yeah, yeah. You're good. That's all mathematics. It's all statistics, like Colin was saying. Like, yeah, statistically speaking, it's probably way safer to, to ride a roller coaster than it is to even fly. Because how many roller coaster accidents can you think of in the last, like, 40 years? I mean, there's been a ton. Have there? Yeah. Where people, like, fall off. There was one yeah. that... There's they always, get stuck upside yeah, down. Yeah, it happens in Coney Island, out. like, every five years. That happens. Really? That. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I'm not really into the roller coaster scene. You need like to I read used to roller be when I was a kid. magazine. Roller I used coaster to be, weekly? <laughs> I used to be really into roller coasters when I was a kid. My, my friend... Our weekly. My friend Bryce and I used to... Uh, Travel. His dad was quite wealthy. He was a really, really nice dude. And he every summer he would bring us somewhere in the country to go like on a roller coaster tour, basically. And we had a book that we bought at Borders Wait, that we would like check off all the roller coasters. Was it just the two of you, or was it was me and me and Bryce and his dad and his dad's new wife or whatever? And we would we would so we would go to we went to Cedar Point. Was it Ohio. just Bryce's dad taking Colin places? No, <laughs> no I, I was I wanted the, I was gonna go and see if Ramon was. Oh no, I didn't know Ramon at this point. Our so Ramon. so uh, we Cedar Point obviously is the greatest roller coaster park in the world. Where's this? And in Ohio, Ohio. There's 13 roller coasters there. I think four of them are like record setting, like the biggest stand up coaster, the biggest strapping coaster, like the oldest wooden coaster, like shit like that. So like you go to these places and then check them off in the book. So we used to travel like all over all over the place to do that. And I haven't been on a roller coaster in like ten years, but I've probably been on, you know, fifty or sixty of them, which is a significant amount of them in the United States. The wooden the wooden roller coaster I feel like is the most terrifying. They're horrifying. They're horrifying. Have you been on a big ro- oh, like yeah. wooden one? Yeah. So I used to go to Six Flags every once in a while because I grew up in Southern California. And that was the one up in Ventura County. Yeah, Magic Mountain, Six Flags, Magic Mountain. Um, and that was my first real experience with roller coasters because remember up until this point I grew up in Southern California. My, I'm just gonna knock this thing all over the soundboard, and then Portillo's gonna be like, just electrocuted. Why is he electrocuted um, him? He's not. He's, he's like, right. He's the closest thing too. Look at his eyes. He's it's like an eyeline. It's gonna arc over to his eyeballs <laughs> and just pop. Oh, oh, 
electricity doesn't spread out. It like, does it in the Spider-Man movie. It, it Haven't doesn't you go seen up. That? It only goes out. So. It just goes outward like a blast, It'll like like the Death Star first. exploding. It's gonna go right into his eyeball. Um, so my my sort of uh, exposure to roller coasters was Disneyland, right? Space Mountain, Pirates of the Caribbean. It's not really roller coasters. This is before Pirates of the Caribbean. Well, no, they had they had to uh, well, put a I'm pin sorry, in that no. one. I'll tell you the Pirates of the Caribbean story in a little bit. Okay, we're gonna put a pin in that one. Uh, what's the what's the uh, whiskey mountain? Whiskey mountain. You're on this cool Thunder cool. No, that's the Thunder Mountain. Yeah, that, and then there's the Matterhorn. Those are two different yeah. things, yeah. So those are my experiences, roller coasters, right? And this is this is pre California Adventure when they actually had that badass roller coaster they have now. So I go to Magic Screaming Mountain, California, and the first ride we go on is this whatever the I don't know what the wooden roller coaster they used to have. I think they still have it at Magic Mountain. It is Tatsu horrifying. It sounds like it's going to pull apart every time anything yeah. happens. Um, so we did that, and then, oh, man, we did the Superman ride, and I was like, no, I'm hooked. Superman! Superman's the one that shoots you, right? Yeah. All, yeah, all you do is this. Zero it's to it's like mm-hmm. a five-second ride, and you wait for hours. It's one of those things where you're just like, where that you, like, the second you get into the park, you're like, you're in line for the Superman line, and then you're like 15 hours later. Yeah. This is the only thing you can ride. But it's one of those ones where the, the, the line's fun, too. Was it? I don't remember. Have, yeah, my friend like, told me about this. They have, like, history themed. of Superman yeah, and stuff. It's, yeah. It's cool. But we get to the front. And I'm like, what is this ride supposed to be? And all, all I saw was just that big arc. And I'm like, this is going to be lame, dude. Because we had just ridden, um, I think we, oh, what's the other, Viper, I think it is. Oh, I've got to go back and look at my roller coasters. Do they still do commercials there's, for there's, these things? Magic Mountain has Tatsu, and it has X2. They're both awesome. I'll look it up like later. It doesn't matter. But I'm like, that was a badass roller coaster, right? And this one looks like it's going to be five seconds long. This is lame, dude. Why am I waiting in line for something that's going to be like five seconds long? And you get in, and you strap in, and then you hear like, jet turbine engines firing up behind you and you're like what the holy shit and you're just you're at the top like that and you're like oh that's lovely and they have that statue of superman that's that's looking down at you and you're like that's sick and then you roll backward and you're like that was totally worth the 10 hour wait that i was like oh god it was awesome i hate roller coasters really i don't i don't like it's not even a height thing like i don't i'm not super i don't think i'm afraid of heights i've gone to sears tower and stuff like that john but uh the the i get like motion sick real easy right even on mm. muni sometimes i'm playing a game i just gotta stop playing you have the a game delicate heart i well, it's our tummy delicate tummy you have a delicate soul anyways <laughs> um so when we went to disney world i was in the second grade and I was very clear, no no rides. My parents know this. They don't want to have uh, no like, roller coasters. So we'll just go on the rides that are the fun. Pirates, the, the Peter Caribbean. Pan ride, yeah, 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 Pirates yeah. of the Caribbean. So we wait in line for Pirates of the Caribbean, and we get in the little thing, and Pirates of the Caribbean starts. This is obviously long before the Johnny Depp version. I don't know if they've changed yeah. it or anything. Yeah. But it yeah. goes, and it starts going, bastard. I'm like, Mom, this sounds like a roller coaster. She's like, it's not. We've timed it. And then there's that water drop like down an angle, and I lose my fucking mind and ruin it for everyone there i am sobbing and crying and screaming second grade kid like as loud as possible like let me off let me off oh help me someone help me and my mom is next to me going i'm right here and i go not you someone behind the walls because i was convinced like people are back there moving the pirates like stop the ride let me off like i am just like bloody murder the entire ride like destroyed that's amazing because because that ride only has, has that one, one drop yeah. in no, the beginning. The, the, the one in Disneyland has two drops. Well, Disney it's a World quick, doesn't. It's a quick, the, the hard drop, and then they're like, and then oh, a, oh, and then there's tiny, another one. Like, which I, those are my favorite, that's my favorite ride at Disneyland, by the way. That one in the Haunted Mansion. Those mm-hmm. are my two favorite. I love that first drop. Because when I was a kid, I had no, I thought it was, I you know, there's like two classes of rides. There's like the good ride, and then there's like the, okay, it's a story ride. Where it's like, you know, Mr. Mr. Ones, Toad's yeah. or Peter Pan. Mr. Toad is awesome. It's But there's Don't no hate. like, oh no, I love it. I love those. 
But to me, I was like, which one am I going on? I got to mentally prepare myself because I got to yeah. be strong. I'm not going to be like Miller over here just breaking down at the drop of a fucking dime. <laughs> um, and so, you know, so you go on that. And the first time I went on Pirates of the Caribbean, I was like, oh, this is really, really cool. And, you know, it's got the blue bayou over there. And you're like, mm. it's kind of smoky. You're like, oh, don't go down there. And you're like, okay, I'm going to go down there because it's going to be awesome. Um, and then you get the, that first bump. And I'm like, oh, this is a rush. And then there was nothing else past that. But like the anticipation of maybe there was another one was was really cool for me when I was a kid. And now yeah. every every single time I go back on that ride, like that's the first thing I go to when I go to Disneyland. I go right to the Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, you're doing it wrong, Nick. No, no, dude. Pirates. Fast passes. Come then on. I straight up go to, I'll go to the Haunted Mansion. Those are my two that I have to we, hit. See, and then we Space Next VidCon, we're going to go and I'm going to teach but see, you how to you, you See, Tim like hacks the, the world. Hack the world. He hacks the planet. Every time he goes anywhere, he's like, I figured out the system. I game the system to the point where now I can, like, didn't you tell me one time you went and you had a friend that you just you just grabbed a wheelchair and were like, this is my friend in a no, wheelchair. you don't do the wheelchair thing. You don't do the wheelchair thing? That's not thing? cool. Okay. Like, but you do that do, like, it up for the people that actually need it. I was kidding when I said that. Yeah. But but you do actually, you figure out, you're like the most, well, there's you're apps. like an evil it's genius. Not that, there's it's apps. not that crazy. Yeah, there's apps of like what times you should go to which lines and like getting the fast passes and the strategy. What time should I go Easy. to Captain EO? What's the best you, time to see Captain, Captain EO? Captain EO literally has no line ever. I don't know why it's still there besides it's, it's awesome. awesome. But yeah. Anyways. Captain EO is genius. So that's interesting, Greg. So still to this day, you can't you can't do rides? Yeah, I don't enjoy them. Well, I, I, when I went years ago, we went to E3 and were taken away. Or was it Judges Week for pre-E3? And were whisked away to go see a Disney game. And for some reason, they showed us the game at three hours after we had to go around the entire park. So me and I went on some stuff then as an adult on private lines and no waiting and all this crap. And I was just like, I hate this. I want to go home. But like I went, I hate you so much. I went, Greg Miller. I went in haunted mansion. That was fun enough. That's sure. fun. Yeah. That's a fun one. Cause that's like, that's, that's the Disney magic right there where you're like, you're in the elevator and you look up and it starts to stretch and they're like, how is this happening? You're like, how is this happening? Mirrors. Smoking me. And Tower of Terror is the only ride worth a damn at Disney. I haven't been on that one. That's the only <laughs> one I haven't been on. It's amazing. Tower. No, I told awesome. you my wait, Tower wait, wait, of Terror wait, story. Wait, 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 wait. What did I say? I went on the one that shoots me up and down in the elevator. That's Tower of Terror. That's okay, Tower what, Terror. And did I say that? Or you said Haunted Mansion. You said Haunted no, Mansion. What's the fucking difference? What's the no, Haunted Mansion is just chill. You just walk Run through. The rides are so stupid. <laughs> Haunted Mansion is not really a. M- and then you get on the bubble things and they kind of spin you around. What? Yeah. Uh, and Haunted Mansion. No. It's a ride. Yeah, but, but it's, it's not like, like a, it's, not, it's not a roller coaster. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. It's like, ah, it's just Disney's chill, man. Kinda, Disney's that's the ride weird. they made so that you can make out with your chick when you go to Disneyland. Because it like, spins it around and no one can see you, and then you're like, I think that's Winnie the Pooh. I've never, that's disgusting, Tim. No, Winnie the Pooh. Get your poo on. That's the way to go. Disney was always, I've been to Disneyland only once because I was from the East Coast. I went there when I was a kid, but I went to Disney World like seven times or whatever. And it's just like, and I went there maybe the last time when I was in like 12th grade. Mm. And I was just like, this is cool. It's fun. But like what was so funny was that Universal is like right next door. And Universal is like 10 times better than Disney. Like in terms of rides. They, yeah. they have like topical so, Like they have like real rides. They have like you know, a Terminator like, ride. Yeah. Like, but, but they're, they're so real, I will cut you. They have a dueling roller coaster called Fire and Ice, which I don't think is called Fire and Ice anymore. I actually think they rebranded it for Harry Potter, probably. After Trojan released Fire and Ice Combat, <laughs> yeah. they're like, well, got to change the name of this thing. But it was so, Fire and Ice is so fucking cool. We got to get out ahead of Trojan or else we're dead. <laughs> the, the, the coaster like things go in and out of each other like two dueling cool. dragons. And That's so cool. like there's like a bunch of parts they're where different, like, they're different coasters. They're different coasters, but they like go in and out. So you like wait on different lines oh, for cool. like them, but then they like go at the same time. So it looks like... You're about to hit each other like a like. There's ones where like they're going right at each other, and then they like flip like back. What and sick like that. person designed something like that? It's really Tim. cool. Tim is the one that designed something like <laughs> that, that. That rides better than anything at Disney. 
But uh, well, Disney's not sucks. about the rides. This is about the magic, right? It it's is, about the but and there's just no. No, magic it is there. about the rides. It is about the magic. It's about the girls wearing the ears. It's about everything. It's about guys. walking down Main Street and then piping in the smells, and you're like, mm, smell piped in. The, gonna, do they do that? Oh yeah, they pipe in smells like what, uh, like, like sweets, pretzels and pretzels or like sweets. So you want to go buy stuff. Good for them. It's amazing. Like, it when you walk and you smell that smell, that's not actually coming from anywhere. That's like pipe. I had a great time when I, I mean, except for the whole ride that scarred me because that was like day one, and then literally every other ride we went on, was I, awesome. I was like, "Hey, is this thing got a roller coaster?" And they'd be like, "No." And I'm like, "That's what you fucking said about Pirates of the Caribbean." Yeah, you fooled me once. Clear. Exactly. The one where Mother they did effer. in Tomorrowland, where you're like in, you're in a, like a, you probably know all this shit, but there's like animatronics there, like, and they, we track them through their life of like them getting older. Not oh. the robots, but like they're people, but they're robots. I don't think they have that anymore. They well, anyways, yeah. when they did that, like I was like terrified that this was going to turn into a ride at some point. So like in it, there that we were in it, and as we started to go through, there was like a hard stop, and in, like freaked, five guys. seconds of like no, it. no. What it was was them throwing a switch, be like, if this kid needs to leave, we want to get him out of the. Oh, they had room. you pegged. They yeah. were like, oh, oh there's I mean, that like, Miller we, kid. My mom had to get a, an adult there and be like, hey person who's a 20 year old who's like working here and doesn't give a shit More this like kid year old this kid is a bitch and he is gonna <laughs> if anything scary happens in this thing it's over man you've ruined it for everyone else who is waiting in line so please 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 give him an out <laughs> that that is amazing that is amazing and I, I went to typhoon lagoon a lot i like typhoon lagoon a lot what's typhoon lagoon i don't even know what that is this is the orlando one it was like you know, oh, it was like a wave pool that. you want to go there and like mm-hmm. you know, they had like waves and stuff it's i went pee, to a lot basically. of i went it's to a lot of like those <laughs> kind of county carnival things you know yeah mm-hmm. like, like the sandwich I, fair because i went to, i used to work at disneyland so i was like i don't want to go to disneyland anymore but then my friends would go hey let's like when i got into college they'd go let's go to like the whatever sandwich fair is like what the sandwich <laughs> fair sure um and i remember the worst time the worst experience of my entire life and you guys know the gravitron mm-hmm. that thing that spins you around, i like you the like, gravitron Whoa. oh yeah so i used to like the gravitron Somebody. until i decided to eat an entire bj's Jesus deep dish Christ. pizza before i went to that and I was like, I don't know why. Actually, I do know why. It's because there was a girl I liked that was there. And she was like, we're all going. And I'm like, oh, I'll go too. And you're like, I'll impress you by and eating I had this just, pizza first. No, no, no. I finished. <laughs> I was at dinner with my parents when, ah. they, when she like texted me. And I'm like, uh, texted I got to. you? Actually, it might have been a page. Yeah. Truth be told. I don't told. think it was a text. Beep, beep, no, no, no. It was a text. Because I had, fair, I, had, I had a Nokia. I had the original Nokia phone when I was like a sophomore in college. Remember, you remember the right. one that's like blue? Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Classic. it was like one, 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 two, 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 three. And I was like, I looked at it, and finally, after decoding whatever the message was, it was like Scarborough Fair. I'm like, oh, cool. Oh, yeah. um, but I went, and that was the we went on that ride, and I was like, I do not feel well. And I was with Ty Root because I think Ty Root also liked that girl, and he ended up actually getting with her, which again, typical Ty Root. Do you stuff. think it's because he didn't eat a deep dish pizza right? I think he... it's because he had amazing abs and was yeah. really, really good looking, and a nice guy, and deserved it. No, and they actually ended up dating for a while. Um, but we went and I did the Gravitron thing first. And I was like, I do not feel well. I should, the last thing I should do is get on another ride. And I went on the hammerhead, which is that one that goes like, like you're in a cage and it just goes, oh, it yeah. just spins oh, you around like this Christ. and stops you up in the middle and then reverses yeah. it. And I got, I composed myself, got off the ride. And this is in front of a girl that I had a crush on for forever. I was like, I'll be right back, you guys. Get a hot dog or something. I'll be right back. And I went into the bathroom, and there was all the stalls were full, and I just fucking I horked, just sink, trash, everything. And I was like, and from that point on, I was I was inconsolable. I could not. I like I was just dying. It was yeah. disgusting. Alfredo tried his damn hardest to ruin Disneyland for me a couple years ago. We get there and instantly he just starts throwing up, and I'm just like, "What? I, I Why? Hate you? He forgot his motion pills or whatever? I don't know. I hate him. Why would you do that?" 
bastard. Be a fucking so that, that sucked. I'll go to Disneyland. And then, then, Disneyland then recently, together. I was just at Disneyland a couple weeks ago, and my girlfriend Kara was there. That was for you guys. Damn, that was, that was like dominating yeah. looking at yeah. the camera. Uh, just, just for you. When's the wedding? But um, yeah, what's up? She had food poisoning the first day and was just throwing up the entire time. And my God, it was the hardest. Did thing you to just, deal did with. you just kind of close, like, like shut the light off and then kind of close the door? I'm like, okay, it was, I'll be back in 10 hours. I'm going to go get some ice. I could <laughs> hear it outside of our hotel room. And I just had to stay with her and I could just hear the rides. I'm like, I could smell the pretzels. You're just like, you're sitting in darkness. And you're like, it's a she pulled together the next day. Though. She pulled together the next day and she kicked ass and it was awesome. She had a great time. I had a great time. She's fun. a champ. She's a trooper. Yeah. Uh, Splash Mountain was good. Love Splash Mountain. Yeah. So pilot suicide. Bad. Bad. Don't rides. Do it. All right. Yeah. Awesome. Except for pirates. Except for pirates. Don't do that. Colin, what do you got for me, Chief? Uh, so we all like video games to some varying degree, right? Like right. Video games are a part of our lives. Big part of Except our lives. A smaller part of our lives. I think it starts here and maybe goes this way. So I'm like least, second least, and then you two are just like on another planet. From us. Well, I'm, I'm curious, I guess, in, in, in regard to what are the things you love more than games? So that like... If someone said, like, you could only do five things with your life, like mm-hmm. five tasks or whatever, like, would games be in that list? Or three things, or one thing, would games be that thing? So, uh, I'll give you an example. Thank you. Lay it on me. Uh, so, I love video games. They've always been a part of my life, right? Mm-hmm. I'm always going to love video games. I'm always going to play them. But there are definitely things I love more than video games. Mm-hmm. So, I love politics more than video games. Someone said, you have to pick politics or video games. I pick politics. I love history really? more than video games. Someone said you had to pick history or video games. I'd pick history. You know, I think chess is still the best game of all time, better than any video game. So, um, Wait, so it, goes, it goes politics, chess. Well, no. So I'm just naming off some things, right? Yeah. And I would even pick sports over video games. So really, yeah, because there's a diversity there. You can watch them, you can play them. You know. Mm-hmm. So imagine if someone said like, you can either watch and play sports, or you can play video games. So what right? is it? What is it that draws you to the video game industry then? Because you've got this is like the fifth on your totem. Well, because. Cheryl, my girlfriend, and I often talk about this. No, you didn't do it right. You got to say Cheryl, my girlfriend. Oh, my girlfriend. Thank you. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if you had to do that little face at the end, but I'd love an animated GIF of it. Uh, so she she talks about this a lot, like where I have like a lot of interests, like a lot of like real hardcore interests, you mm-hmm. know, and um, I have to find time for all of them. Now I got into the gaming industry because I really love games. Now I've, I prove my passion for games because I wrote about them for free for many years. So. Um, you know, in addition to playing them and spending all my money on them, but um, you know, in terms of things I'm most passionate about, things I love, if you if you could tell me like Colin, you can never pay attention to politics ever again, or read about politics, mm-hmm. or partake in the system, or any of that kind of stuff, or you can never play video games again, I would choose politics. Yeah, you know? mm. interesting. So I guess that's what I'm saying. So like, it's an either or scenario, just a hypothetical thing. I love all these things probably somewhat equally. But in the grand mix, when you have to put them up against each other, it would be like, Colin, you can watch the Jets and the Islanders and watch any sport you want, read about sports, watch Sports Center, do all these things. Or you can play video games. I would choose sports. Interesting. Yep. Interesting. Here's my question then for this hypothetical, hypothetical world we're living in. Like, so here's the, I'm, I'm pretty much I'm running through the scenarios in my head. It's pretty much I'm not never gonna downvote video games. It's always gonna be video games. But here's my video favorite. games first. Yeah, okay. that, yeah, that, that's my passion in life. But like obviously comics are up there, right? But so does if I say comics, right? Would that include comic book TV shows and movies? And, yeah. Okay. So then I guess so. So then here's what I want to flip back to then if. I pick video games. Are, am I never gonna get to play a Spider-Man game again or a Superman game if it came out? 
Does that count as a video game? Yeah, I mean, video games are video games. Comics okay, are comics. Fu- yeah, totally video games. Done. No, I, I, think, I don't think that's the exercise. I think yeah. you have to pick something else. Oh, video I'm games. sorry. No, 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 no. That is the Video games are your number one thing. I don't believe that. I think I can give you a bunch of things that you would pick over video Sure, games. go ahead. Uh, well, I mean, are you going to, what, like, family and people? No, 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 people, no family. You can never talk to Christine again or play video games. My girlfriend. You would choose video games over Christine. I think I think it would be more like your mom. Yeah, that would be, like, a more unfair than, like, your mom or video games. so you are throwing people in No, 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 I'm just saying that that's why it gets unfair. Okay, okay, Because then you have to get really granular. no people. No, 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 people, obviously, like, I'd choose my family or Yeah, you have to choose family. What do you think Greg would choose over video games that he's not thinking of? I think there's a legitimate chance Greg would you know, choose sports over video games. Uh, if Greg can never watch a Mizzou game again or talk about Mizzou in a way that he can really associate with them like he did when he was there, uh, that would probably be, probably be a very painful thing for Greg. Mm-hmm. That would, that would hurt. Uh, you know, I think that Greg would never be able to read a comic book again, you know, um, or uh, if Greg couldn't watch TV ever again, but he can play video games. Uh, this is why I think people get... Re- this is The point I'm trying to make is that people like are very eager to say, like, video games are my favorite <coughs> thing, right? Yeah. And like I love video games. Mm-hmm. There are very few people on the planet that have played more video games than I have. you know. But it's not been like this dominant, overbearing force in my life. See, I think you're like underselling this- me. I think for sure I was still... Everything you just did video games. Yeah, it would hurt. I mean, giving up any of these things would suck, right? That's the big thing. But not being able to watch Mizzou games... I mean, I don't watch most of the basketball season. And even football, I'm... If it's like too early of a game, or I have something to do on a Saturday, it's not like I stop my world for it. Like you know, the the Jets are on, or even the Bears for that matter. More of the Jets for sure, or the Islanders, right? You stop your life to make sure you catch that game. Like I don't do that for the Mizzou football season. I try to, but it's tough. It's, I, I travel a lot, and yada yada yada. It's more that I don't stop my life. It's just that I plan my life around the Jets. Sure, 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 sure. So, and then TV. I don't like TV. I really don't like. I, I watch TV when I eat food. You know what I mean? Like that's the thing. And like last night we we came home with Infamous, and Christine's like, "All right, I'm, we're making dinner." I'm like, "Cool, what do you, you want to watch something?" And she's like, "Yeah." And we turn on. She's like, "Oh, how about Nashville and or Arrow?" And I'm like, "Nope, those are an hour long show. I do not want to commit that much time to it. Let's just watch a Family Guy that's on. You know what I mean?" What's wrong? It's making me nervous. Oh, okay. Uh, and so like like that's the weird thing like when i talked to damon like yesterday we were on game scoop we were talking about it right and at the end of it he was talking about uh tv shows he he needs to watch him he's looking for something else and justin started listening shows that i've heard are great you know like oh justified or uh the wire all these things and it's and damon's like no shows. i've watched all of those things and it's like fuck man like i don't have time to get through tv like that i come home and i play video games that that's what i want to do and when i'm watching tv i'm usually like this is all right but i'd rather play a game you know what i mean like there's rare days where it's like I'm waiting for Infamous and Metal Gear and Titanfall and Elder Scrolls, and so nothing is scratching my itch, so I'll watch something or consume something else, but I don't. Video games are my life. And for comics, it's the same thing of, I love comics. Comics are a huge part of my life in terms of being a hobby. They're still my hobby, right? Like, video games are my life, whether it's the fact that at IGN I talk about them all day long, or I come home and play them then to relax or do something else. Like, I legitimately think video games are my number one priority, as far as, like, outside of family in particular. Yeah, I mean, they're... The thing is that I don't think games have ever been that, you know, like that number one priority yet. This is the thing is that I don't think you necessarily love games more than I love games. You know, I think it's like a matter of how we prioritize things. You know, like I couldn't imagine like another one's music, you know, like Mm -hmm. if I could never listen to music, I listen to music for like four or five hours a day, you know, like, like literally like sit there and we'll listen to music. Like, yeah, not like just in the background. If I couldn't listen to music, like. I'd lose my fucking mind. Like, I need music. You know, yes, I need it. I need it in my life. You know, mm-hmm. and I need to read about politics. I need to read history. History is probably the thing I honestly, like, when it comes down to it, is the thing I love the most. You know? And, you know, but like, like I was saying, like, I talked to Cheryl, like, the fact is, is that, like, she, you know, we talk about it as a blessing. I used to talk to this with my father, too, is like, 
I love all of these things, you know, like very much. They're like my kids, you know, and it would be hard to like, I guess, choose your favorite child. Yeah. But if both your children are drowning, you got to choose one of them. And then you yeah. jump in and, uh, and join their fate. Yes. Or you just kill yourself. Yeah. Back to back to back to the, you, you, you go, you, you, both your kids die. Then you spend four to seven years becoming a pilot. <laughs> <laughs> but I, but I think it's more like, you know, I guess the, the point I'm trying to make where I'm trying to get is like, I love video games like 10 out of 10. Right. Yeah. But I love all these other things like 10 out of 10 too. Yeah. And they all kind of exist in this, this ecosystem. They all float around in my head all the time. But you know, we, I have like my, my, my dream job right now, but like, you know, and I love to write about video games and play video games. They'll always be a part of me. Like always forever be a part of me. But, yeah. but uh, you know, I couldn't, I, it's easier to imagine my life without video games than it is to imagine it without music nah, see, or without politics or with, like it or history or any of those kinds of things. It's just, just impossible to imagine because it really is literally impossible for me to imagine my life. If, if you just remove politics from my life, I won't even be myself anymore. You know? See, I think this is where this is where I kind of get a little disappointed with myself. Is that I don't have, I don't think I could list five things that I care about ten out of ten. Movies done. When you you talk about movies on the level we talk about video games, and it's always amazing when I hear you talk about it. My movies are your video games. Yeah, but I don't have a two, three, four, or five like Mm, you do. mm, mm. I don't have a sport. I don't care about sports. Video games. I enjoy video games occasionally, like, but mostly I enjoy the zeitgeist. When you guys get caught up in something, like, I'm I'm a little jealous that you guys are all playing Titanfall. You're not playing Titanfall anymore now. You're moving on to Infamous. But you can take my Xbox this weekend if you want. Can I yeah. just have it? Just play as you. Yeah. Don't. Oh, oh man, my please K- take it. So my KDR would be so terrible. It'd be so much better. I'm so much more coordinated than you are. Look at these hands. Surgeon's the hands. Shadow boxing. Surgeon's hands. What about making content though? I feel like well, that's a big thing. For well, me. that's what I was sure. gonna say for you though, right? Is like Tim, like you, I know you love video games. I know you love watching content. But what you love, I think, most is actually being a part of that community, and that's what you'd have to give up. I think. I don't know. That'd be the hard I, thing. I for think you. my. I mean, because you go home my, and watch the passions, music for sure. But you watch YouTube videos like these guys. But watch, yeah, it's play games. I think my number one thing would be internet video, just in general. Yeah, you like love that culture. About, everything about that stuff, like that, would be it. Um, and, see, and then me, comics and like all that stuff for sure for sure are in there you're a huge comic guy too yeah when it comes to video games with me it's kind of weird I feel like if I had to for these other things I could give up playing video games ever again if I had to but I could not give up reading about video games and knowing what's going on with video games mm-hmm. and like hearing the announcements of video games I know that's really weird but that's always kind of been weird. how I am and like that's why I love IGN so much. Is like I get to be in that world always, and like so that's really awesome to me. I don't play games that much. Yeah, I love them. I just don't play them that much. Yeah. See, for me, I'd have to if I had to give up movies, I wouldn't know what else I'd do. Like to to me, even like it sounds weird, but every single thing we do kind of plays into itself, right? So like doing anything on YouTube, doing anything on IGN, it's all sort of creating content for entertainment for information but it there's an added value to ever whoever's watching it right see that's that's the allure to me of movies is that i don't just like watching them one day i hope to make them i hope to make a film or multiple films Can one I be day. In it? yeah absolutely it's going to be actually probably about portello so you're just going to be in it from the waist down like that's the muppets fine. okay you know like nanny from the muppet babies yeah it's going to be amazing oh god um but uh yeah i just like create i think i think the thing that would be hardest for me to give up is probably the dream of being able to create bigger and better stuff. And talking about cocaine. And, and just talking about rails, man. Just lines. You know what I mean? Why? If you guys ever decide to do cocaine, if we, if we all decide, we do, do it together. Cocaine. I'm never going to do it either. I'm terrified of it. No, but if would, we all do it, let's do it together. No cocaine. Let's do it together. I would also show. put flirting on your thing. 
what you mean women you have a passion for flirt yeah but i've had to kind of i've had to push that down because i'm clearly married yeah, to know, my wife yeah i knew it was going to come at some point there it is but, um no I, I used to love that too but you know that's i think we're talking a little more around around like sort of what we want to do as a profession for life yeah well not even that it's just like you know something tim said resonated with me which is that when it comes to gaming culture you know, like I always loved writing about games. Since I was mm-hmm. really young when I used to write on game facts. That's how I got my job. And I would do that in my spare time. I would carve out literally hundreds of hours of my life doing this, you know? And, and I would carve out hours reading these right, things. Exactly. Like, game mm-hmm. facts to me is like my life. Yeah, and game facts is still has an awesome community there. And I'm, I'm, I'm proud to have come from that community. It's not the same as it used to be, but um but you know, when I think about playing games, like I enjoy playing games, but there'll be times where I, I don't want to play anything, you know, at all, like long periods of time where I don't want to play games, but I'll never stop reading about the games and I'll never stop like kind of engaging in that community, mm-hmm. um, especially the PlayStation community that Greg and I are like so embedded in. Um, but when I think about the things I've written, like if someone said to me, okay, you keep games, but um, you can't, you can either play them or you can write about them. You know, I actually would rather write about them. And like, and people say like, well, how could you do that without playing them? And so I would say the, the things I'm most proud of writing are the history pieces that I've yeah. written and the story, like I'm working on the history of Sucker Punch now. Um, and, uh, you know, the, the stories about them making the games and, and how they got, yeah, came to these things like I, like the history of Naughty Dog that I wrote is the best thing I've ever written. And, and I'm see, not sure if I'll ever write something better than that, you know, and I'm much more proud of that than any review I've written, you know? Like that was a that's a real scholarly like journal fucking you know like if there was a gaming history journal you know peer reviewed something that that would be in it you know like I am so proud of that piece you know that took like so much time and so much dedication that's why a lot of people don't do that kind of stuff because it's hard mm-hmm. you know see that's the same for me right is is it goes beyond beyond the superficial of well, it's not a superficial but it goes beyond that level of just playing the games and kind of reading about them so you. You've you guys have been around it for so long that now you've gone you've kind of diversified and been like you know the people that make the games you know the stories behind the games you know kind of how the process works and you can really dig into the sort of holistic picture of it all which is really really cool and that's what I think everyone sort of should strive towards in their profession right is kind of really understanding and that's what I admire most about you guys right and actually to some degree Tim like not not as much as you because you're you know um, you're yeah. on a lesser level exactly you know, walks in every way except for height um, but you guys. Amaze me every day because, and it's one of the things that I'm kind of sad about in my life, is that when you meet people in the video game industry, you meet them on, you have such a wealth of knowledge, and you guys, you get to know them, and it's actually, it's it's your thing, you know, it's it's your life that you're living every day out there, and I don't care about video games as much, but that's the 99, that's like 99% of my job every day, and so when I meet PR people or I want to meet developers that are huge. I feel a little bit empty sometimes when I'll when I'll talk to them because I'm like oh, I know they're, I know about their games I'm right. around it I hear you guys talking I watch it being played I capture footage for it but I don't have that passion of like oh gosh like I don't think about video games and and it's sad to me that I don't think about video games in the same vein that I think about movies where if I had to give up movies if I had to give up production and the stuff that we're doing right now I don't know what else I'd do I don't think I could function if I couldn't be around cameras and lights and mics. Mm-hmm. all day long I just like I think about that sometimes because I was a computer science major yeah. in college for my first year until I had to do my first lab and realized that I don't know anything about anything and I, <laughs> I, I was like wait a minute I, I cheated through math all through high school there's no way I'm getting through this and then I switched over to being a film major but with the second I was a film major it was like coming home like I was in the department it was 90 people and I'm like 
this is it. This is my life. This yeah. is the rest of my life forever. And I cannot like my friends. I have friends now. They're going back and going to law school, getting their MBAs, things like that. And I'm like, I don't ever want to do that. I just want to do this. I can't. I would not be able to function if I had if I was like something else. Not that they're bad. Not that those jobs are bad. It's just. I mean, this yeah, is I'm, what I've always I'm wanted. right there with you, except like I knew from day one, I was like, this is what I want to do. And I'm going to do it. And I'm going to do whatever the fuck I need to do to get there. Yeah. And I feel like I'm still working on that. I'm still, yeah, we all are. Things, I think. And it's awesome. Yeah. Like it's, it's really cool. But yeah, take that away from me. I don't know how I do. See, my thing Starbucks. is like, I thought you're talking about making content. Like, obviously I love making content and videos and writing and doing all the stuff we do for this and IGN. But like when it's frustrating and I'm mad at you guys and something else, and it's like, all I want to do is fucking quit and go home and play video games all the time. That's what you think about, right? Like, how could I do that? How could I just play? Where could I, you know what I mean? Like I could, I'm not saying I'm ready to, but one day I'll be ready to hang up being a personality and doing whatever and being in front of the camera and talking yeah. and, and I'll just want to play games. Like that's still the thing. Like if I won the lottery, right? Like. I still work at IGN. I still do my videos, but there'd be a lot of days off where I'm just playing DC yeah. or it's online. Or See, that, just that is so being part of some me. other community. Like I go home and I, I look at the the games that I haven't played yet that I really do care about and mm-hmm. do want to play. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of these Nintendo games that I still haven't. Like I have not played um, Link Between Worlds for oh, 3DS, wow. and I love Nintendo, love Zelda, and like I have it. And I'm looking at it, and I'm like. I'd rather scheme some new YouTube videos. I'd rather yeah, yeah, yeah. plan some new stuff. I'd rather like think of how to improve this channel, and then I start like writing documents and like that's thinking. The, that's about the all problem, that stuff. though, right? And, like, and that's, that's we, what I, I think. We about. all have that problem where we're like we're so busy in our in our everyday lives, but because we have two jobs for all intents and purposes, right? We have all of us actually probably have multiple jobs at this point because we all have things that we're doing that we're interested in um, that go beyond IGN. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this channel takes a fair amount of effort and. It's fun. That's the problem. Is that if it were a chore, I would, we would be like, whatever. We would have done like three videos. I'm like, screw this. is not fun. But yeah. coming over here is fun. Like on a Saturday morning sometimes or like after work and we get to just chill and hang out and talk. And so that's the problem is I go home sometimes after I'm done with all of the other things that I do during my day and it's 11 o'clock. And then it's like, well, I got to exactly. get – I have one hour to decompress. And sometimes I push it to like midnight to one and that's when Tim goes, dude. You got to get more sleep, bro. I need you, bro. You said it to him? He's been looking bad, man. Last Lately. week was rough. Lately. Last week was rough because I did – I did. I took a day off and I went and did a short uh, for one of my, with one of my friends. I AD'd for him and it was – it was it was, t- it was real production like film production level is just really hard. It's really hard on your body, especially when you have a small crew. But it was a blast, you know, and that's the thing that it's, it's, it's awesome to be able to do. It's just – you know, kind of going along with what Colin's saying is like prioritizing in life is, is difficult, especially when you get good at a lot of different things. And then you're like, you know, in order to really succeed, you have to kind of focus in those energies, right? Yeah, it's hard. There's only you have all, to give something up. There's only so many hours in the day. Now, right, right. The, the big the big difference is, is that not a lot of people are blessed to be able to do one of the, their passions for a living, which is what Greg and I specifically, and you guys on the film I mean, side. Us as well, too. Side, Absolutely. But I mean, like we're, we're able to do like, you know, work. we're embedded in games. Like I don't have to try to do that. You know, like I have to do it. You know, and I often think about what would my life be like if I wasn't doing that, then games would probably rise back up because it wouldn't be like this endemic thing in my life anymore. Like it has been for years where, you know, I have to, I would have to not go to work and like not survive and like pay my bills to like not have games in my life. Mm -hmm. So I take, I think that part of it is that I take Mm -hmm. it for granted, you know, interesting. like I had like, just like when I was in college and I was about to go to grad school and I had, you know, got my TA position and all those kinds of things and I left you know, to come here instead 
like history was part of my life. I worked at Mass Historical Society for a while. I was transcribing documents. I was, you know, embedded in this thing. I got my tattoos when I got my tattoos and all these things. Like history was my life. Mm-hmm. And now that I, you know, the beauty is that my bosses have allowed me to kind of marry these things together, you know, mm-hmm. and games, which I love and history, which I love into these things that no one else is really doing. So like these history pieces, these these profiles. But I wonder, you know, like I said, like if, if you know, if you had one, you know, if five things are drowning in the water and you and your five passions are drowning or whatever they are and you have one life vest and you throw it to one of them, like, which is it? And like that, that's like a that's a that's just a question I think about often because and you go politics. I go politics because there's there's, you know, and I actually would go piss, history and politics are really one and the same to me. So like they, you know, that's like that's my shit. You know what I mean? Like games have always been like my favorite diversion and like. You know, love that kind of stuff. But maybe games. If if I was like a if I worked for the Washington Post, writing about politics, maybe games would be my number one thing because then it would be like you know something I do on the side when I relax. I Just I, like write, reading about politics is what I do on the side to relax. I think it's hard though because especially with you guys, like you guys have so many. You're so versatile, and Colin, specifically you, you have just so many, like a wealth of knowledge in so many different subjects that it's almost um, it's I guess is what they call like a good problem to have, right? But there's. There's no reason why this portion of your life has to be forever, right? And that's the lot. Of, that's the thing a lot of people I think don't think understand. Like people change careers, like the average person changes careers like something like every five years, or something like that. Like st- like businesses, career, whatever. And so I don't think you'll ever give up writing, though. That's the one thing I don't. No, think I you'd love ever. to write, and that's like that's the thing is like I'm not talking about like you guys talk about production as the the thing, right? The, the right. verb, as it were, and like. Writing does train. I love to write. Yeah. You know, that's why I love to read. I feel and like I, that's the one thing you could not give up. If no, you I couldn't. To. Like, I'd always want to write about something. Like, people say, like, well, you have your dream job. What are your other dream jobs? It'd be like, write history, write history, write, write politics, politics, write music, write like, and, yeah. you know. And, and can you yeah. ever imagine a part like a time in your life when you're not touching your hands aren't touching a keyboard? No, I don't. I don't. I don't think so. Like, like you know, it's like the same with me. Yeah, it's just yeah, it's the same way, right? Like in, the, the verb, the, the the action, like is writing that is what transcends everything mm-hmm. like i like they're like would you would i want to play football no I'm, no i'm i'm too old and small whatever and like that 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 time has passed in my life would i want to write would i want to be the jets beat writer yes yeah and like a fucking heartbeat you know like <laughs> so like those are the kinds of like you know like so yeah that's true like above all else like the, the the playing and all those kinds of things but like what what is it that you do in those ecosystems that's what i'm trying to say like with video games, like the act of playing is something I'll always do. Like playing is video games. That is mm-hmm. what video games. You know that that that's that's the essence of video games. But I like to write about video games. Mm-hmm. You know, and I like to read about video games. Yeah, exactly. So it's or it's, it's the action that matters too. I like to have Tim just tell me within five minutes what's going on in the world, and then I move on. <laughs> you your Starbucks, put on your star- sunglasses, and ride off into the like, night. Like politics is interesting, but like I don't. The, the end result of politics is much less fascinating to me than than yeah. the machine. You know, like. If do you, you ever see yourself running for office, though, at a certain point? No, people ask me that all the time. I wouldn't do that to my family. Really? No. And I wouldn't do that to myself. No, but like, what about, I couldn't what about imagine like the government? shit they would dig up about me. Yeah. Oh, they know it. It's There's 15 episodes. Of it. <laughs> no. There's, a, there's like 100 conversations. No, I'm sure there's incriminating pictures of me from college. Game would, you know, stupid things. Of course. But who cares? Nothing that like, I'm really ashamed of. But like, then you have to, like, you know, your family has to go through all that and stuff. No, I wouldn't do that. But like I like it became clear to me in October that Romney was going to lose to Obama, right? Like mm-hmm. it was obvious, mm-hmm. and I held on to the hope that things would change or there would be an October surprise or something like that. But there wasn't. But it was like that. That didn't stop the the game for me. Like I loved the whole lead up to it. I loved the primary and like 
the fucking attack ads and all that kind of stuff. Like, yeah. that's what I love. So, like, the end result, like, Obama won. And I was like, well, I knew this was going to happen. But, like, even though I predicted Romney would win many times. But uh, it was the getting to that point. And it's the same thing with games. Like, playing the end result of the game is fun. But I went to Sucker Punch and talked to them about making Infamous. Well, that was actually kind of more interesting. You know? Yeah, like, to me, I totally agree with you. Smash Bros, one of my favorite games of all time. And I'm going to love it when the new one comes out. But, man, I'm telling you, right now, every night, new shit being announced... This is what I'm most excited about. I love this. That's fun. It's the anticipation, right? It's the it's the being um, just completely emerged in whatever's going on in the specific field that you've chosen hype. to watch. Yeah, the hype. I mean, it's but you also have an insider track too, right? Like you you get to go to the conferences, you get to go to E3, you get to meet with these people. They come into the office to show these games ahead of time, and so you you really do have a deeper knowledge of this stuff, um, which is just I mean that's another yet another reason why we're very blessed to be able to work. At a place like IGN, where we're given those opportunities on a daily basis, and we can take them or not take them. Um, but yeah, I just uh, I don't I couldn't imagine I just couldn't imagine a life. I, I don't think you, could you imagine a life if someone was like you can't watch YouTube ever again. No, because that's how you consume I mean, YouTube, all your content, specifically, right? Specifically, just uh, online content, internet video. Yeah, man. Oh no, God, it's crazy. That blows me away. I don't like that at all. I'd vote for you though, Colin. Thanks. I would vote for me too. If you ran for like a local government position, I would probably I would like try to fund your. Campaign. I want to be comp supervisor. No, I'd run for if I ran for anything, I'd run for the house. Yeah. And the, yeah, and and I would I would shake it up. It's See, I think an expensive that's, game. Though. I think that's what you could do though. I feel like I feel like you're so true. You'd run on that platform of like full transparency, and maybe be that one candidate that that could actually push through. And then, Hi, I'm Colin Moriarty. I murdered murdered a kid when I was seven. Now you got nothing to show. Want to tell you how much fix America? <laughs> <laughs> watch me strangle this bunny. Here it is. Yeah, to me, I don't know. To me, it's it, yeah, it's all about you know the excuse to marry these these passions together. Maybe you know they used to, in in you know the, in the Renaissance, they used to love Renaissance men, which was like the you know the whole idea of knowing a lot about a lot of things and mm-hmm. being into different things, and you don't have to pigeonhole yourself. And that was one thing that I was never I never tried to do. I never pigeonholed myself. And I really owe a lot of that to my parents. You know, I was a Republican politics loving history loving hockey playing drum playing you know all these kinds of things when I was 10 years old I like I already had that identity you know mm-hmm. what I mean like that was always me I was always yeah. talking about politics with my dad I was always talking about music with my mom I was always going to the hockey rink to play I was always in my basement or in my bedroom playing drums I was you know like and at you know at school learning about history and all those kinds of things and I always took them kind of equally seriously and then in my spare time I play video games you know yeah see the diversity has never been my strong suit I was when I was a kid growing up. All I did was watch movies and eat Twinkies. Ate a lot of Twinkies. What's that? Shadowbox. That wasn't until later in life, Tim. Mm. When I heard that calling, yeah. If I had to give up shadowboxing, which would probably way, <laughs> I still occasionally, I'll, I'll occasionally dip a toe in shadowboxing. Can we please do a video of you shadowboxing? Nick Scarpino's guide to shadowboxing. I'll show you Nick Scarpino's guide to shadowboxing one day soon. Um, yeah, I don't know. I also want to give a shout out to social media in general. That's something that I don't know if I can. The get tweets up. and the Facebook. You love, yeah, you love it because that's your thing. Like, I mean, again, that's another thing. I'm not really the most active user of the things. You used to be though, but I think it goes no, in ebb and flow. There was a time when you were trying, you were like actively trying to tweet and actively trying to Facebook. Stuff. No, but that's the, that's the problem is trying. But I, see, I, think, I tried for a week and then stopped. Well, like, I, again, another one of those problems is like you're too busy making content. You're too busy like burning that's true, it out. But at you know, same time, like I just enjoy consuming it. Well, it's a, and and that's a passive view. Like I, I read a lot of forums and things like that, but I never ever post like. I just like to I just like to watch other people sometimes like it's a voyeuristic sort of like like mm-hmm. lurk from the shadows I guess is what they call it in forums. Um, yeah, Tim, what do you got for me? So 
There's this new music video making the rounds on the internet. Turned down for what? By DJ Snake and Lil Sound. John. I was gonna just I was gonna sing the entire time. I know, and we we're gonna get a copyright strike because you're so good. Yeah. Oh, my mouth. So this my song mouth this song's been out for, for a while. It's making <laughs> it's its, it's rounds in the clubs. And um it it is a trap song. But this is an old song, it's a wet isn't song? it? I thought I've heard this song for a so long time. It's been it's been out for like for a while, but it's one of those things where, you know, songs they come out and then it's like, is it a hit? Is it do people like it? And yeah, then, yeah. And then eventually they don't they're like, Oh, they do like it. and then they make the music video and then it goes. And then super it blows big. up. Yeah. 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 That's where we're at right now. Like okay. this is this is the I feel like that happens with Miley a lot. Am I wrong about that one? Well, Bangers came out. She put out like a million songs, and then she had like a new video every two weeks. And then, like, because I didn't hear about, I but I didn't hear about like Wrecking Ball until the actual video came out. Sure. I was like, ah, oh, you put a naked girl cool. on a Wrecking Ball, like, you hear oh, about Wrecking that. Ball. That's cool. Yeah. This I feel like is one of those videos when they were like, this song's good. We need to push it over the edge with a ridiculous well, I mean, video. I think this is a little different because when you saw the Wrecking Ball video, that was the first time you heard Wrecking Ball. But for this, when you as soon as you see this video, you're like, "Oh, I've heard this." Was it? I feel like somewhere. I feel like Bangers came out first. BTW link in the description below for turn down the web video. What Nick? So oh, so Wrecking Ball was that was the video was the was the debut of that? I mean, no, not the debut of the song, but that was the first time you heard it, right? Yeah, that was the first time I heard. It, but but that whereas was, this, that's is because that, that video got big, and the way I discover everything in my entire life is that Tim Gettys emails me, aims me. Texts me the link and then walks over to my desk and goes, "Dude, you got to watch this video. It's amazing." And I'm like, Fuck, "Social I'm media, watch it. yeah." He social media is the hell out of me. There you go. But that's what you did with this video too. And then everyone, you did it, and everyone in the office was like, "That's amazing." And I'm like, the next day, I'm like, "Oh, I saw the link," and I'm like, "I'll click on it. It looks kind of cool." And it is insane. It's one of those videos. I send a lot of videos to people with different expectations. I usually don't expect them to watch the whole thing because I'm like, I know how things work, and I know when people send me shit, I just skim through it. But with this, I'm like. People are gonna watch this whole thing. This is something. Oh no, I watched special. it cover to cover, babe. It it's, was good. It's good. It's really good. Yeah. So to describe it for the people that haven't seen it, I don't want to give everything away. You should but, watch it. But uh, it's, it's really good. You know, some people getting turned up, which is what the kids do hey. these days. Is that so? No, back it up for me for a second. Yeah. Pretend like I'm old. Okay. And I don't know because I mistook mm-hmm. this one for a Lil Wayne video, and you're like, no, it's Nick, not it's Lil, Lil Wayne. John. It's Lil John. So what camp are those? So two bringing in? it back to there, Lil John, DJ Snake was a Chappelle show. He was back on the. Was he part of the Chappelle mm-hmm. show? Yeah. That's really? cool. Yeah, DJ Snake. Okay. Okay. Are you quit? You're questioning yourself. Yeah, on this I, one. You're I, not I quite actually, sure if this is true or I'll not. Blast was never really like watched Chappelle show, right? Because I didn't have cable and oh, stuff okay. back then. Um, but yeah, exactly. Was, but I, I'm Colin, did you sure. watch the Chappelle show? Yeah, I was obsessed with the Chappelle show. So so especially, good. The second, especially the second season. Every time he did Rick James, like he did a couple of Rick James, he's like, Rick James, bitch. God, it was so good. Yeah, Charlie Murphy so was good. was the best. Which is amazing. They also, I was like, why money? is this guy playing a character that is Eddie Murphy's brother? And then I'm like, oh, wait. He's legitimately that guy. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, it was good. Um, but Lil John, he used to roll with the East Side Boys. Okay, who were in the East Side the Boys? This is a 2003 era. Okay, of, 03. Uh, popular music. You might know him from a from a song that goes to the windows, to the walls, right, right. to the sweat drip down my body. Yeah, 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 I remember that song. Uh, Lil John got- did a lot of a lot of saying yeah, what, and okay. Yeah, what? That is Lil John. That's Lil John. Okay, so that's he's Lil back. John. He's back. He, he with a recently, vengeance. He keeps coming back. He's been coming back every couple of years. Last round, he did shots. Which shot, most, shot, 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 yes. shot. He really uh, knows. He was he's also got on, his finger on the pulse. He was also yes. on Celebrity Apprentice. No, he wasn't. Yes, he was. Was he really? Yes. He was really good on it, too. Very smart. He's probably, I, feel, I have a theory 
that all of these big hip hop artists are geniuses, and they realize uh, that the, I mean, the fastest way to fame and fortune was just to be go hip hop. Yeah, yeah. I was talking to my sister in law yesterday, right? And she was she was saying uh, we were at an '80s cover band concert, which was amazing. Um, and she was she's a uh, vice principal up in Tahoe, and so she so she's know, totally lame. No, she's pretty awesome actually. But one of the things that she does is obviously is she skiing to work. She can <laughs> like a cross country skiing. The Iditarod. Does she have short hair? No. She the Iditarod is not a cross country skiing thing. <laughs> I just like saying that that word Iditarod. She has a student that who is uh, an aspiring hip hop artist, and he's he's a younger kid. Like I think he's like fourteen or fifteen. But he, he has I'm a sure he, I had, him. he has a quote unquote producer, and he is you know quote unquote blowing up. I don't know what a lot of these things mean because there's such, so many varying degrees of it, but. The kid wants to do this for his life, and, and he's apparently having enough success at it that it warrants the school kind of coming in and going, hey, this is great, but make sure you go to college. It's an important part of your life. You should still do both if you can, but college should be the more important of the two, which is what our education system mm-hmm. you know, sort of should be telling people. Um, and so he was like, well, no one goes to college. And so she looked up all of the hip-hop artists that have gone to college, and she was like surprised that the vast majority – not all of them graduated from college – but a lot of hip hop, a lot of them dropped artists, out. A lot of them dropped out because it was Kanye to the Kanye dropped out. Um, Lil Wayne went to college, It's crazy. And so I was, I was just fascinated by that. I'm like, that you don't ever think that you can do both, but you can do both if you want. And all, and college is an awesome time. You could be trilogy and be educated. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Oh, that was my point with this though. I think that a lot of these guys, especially like guys like you got guys like Kanye, I think is really really smart. I know he's really really smart. I, you got guys like the Jay-Z. guys that are around and were Jay-Z, around ten Puff years Daddy, ago. Like, yeah, all these really guys smart. are really smart guys. Yeah, who I think, much like Tyler Perry, and much like anyone who's sort Tyler of Perry. able to to look at a genre and go, how can I capitalize best off of this? Mm-hmm. And then they do it, and it's so cool to watch because you're like, these guys just know they have their finger on the poles. I feel like Little John kind of understands that because every time, every summer, there's a hit. Yeah, he's got like I'm always dead when I'm going when I go to the comic club. With the young guys, and I got to dance. He's always got one of those songs yeah. on there. Anyway, ain't turning down for no one. No. So, so why did this video specifically catch your attention, Tim? Well, it's it's catching everyone's attention yeah. because it is it's magic. It is, it is magic. Pretty, it is in pretty a magical. Three minute video. Um, it's very. The song is very. I, I think there's four words in the entire thing that they say over and over. Turn which down is, the what? Turn down for what? Turn down for which what? Which is uh, it's a, a play on the idea of getting turned up. Or turned you know out. Turned up. What's turned up? T U R N T. Turned up. up. Okay. Okay. So we didn't turn up to eleven. That's it. That's in it. Every ass. Just crank it up. Yeah. In every. So it's every turned down. For what? Turn down for what? Don't turn down. We ain't turning down. No. I thought it was an, a play on being turned out. I don't even know what that means. That's when a <laughs> pimp <laughs> when a when a bitch gets turned down. <sighs> Um, sorry for those of you listening to the podcast. Colin just lifted Portillo above his head. He's getting some curls in. Simba style. Simba style. Uh, to being turned out is when a when a when a pimp makes one of his puts one of his toes out on the street. Go out on the street. Warp. He's turning her out. So that's yeah. This is not that. This is not. There's also something called the bottom bitch. That's an actual term. Yeah. Which actually means the premier hooker mm-hmm. so i learned that term the other day you wouldn't think that someone called the bottom bitch you think she'd be called the top bitch she should be called the top bitch not that i should think anyone should be called anything along those lines but if you're gonna go with that nomenclature <laughs> he well if that's the way you want to call it then <laughs> that's how you're gonna do it but i guess that was just a, a ploy to throw off the fuzz 
Yeah. Not just mixing all sorts of terms here. Yes. I love the, the video. 70s nonetheless, which is good. There you go. Uh, so so, I forget what your original question was on this one. It wasn't. It was, it there was, was a music talk, video. Yeah, <laughs> just, just talk I about think it's the video. Cool. So the crux of the video is there's this guy that gets infected with twerk. Twerk. And he just starts which to, he had, just starts dancing. I got infected with twerk once in the late 90s and it is penicillin got rid of it for to you? shake. Well, penicillin, a little cocktail. Okay. Got a little cocktail in you. Yeah. Okay. It's good. So it's infecting, <laughs> it's infecting these people. Everyone just starts twerking, and everyone he sees just starts starts dancing with them. And they're, they're scared just, at first. They, oh, yeah. Best part of well, the he punches two, through the ceiling every time. Yeah, yeah every with, time he hits his, so hard, with his dick is his his phallus punches through the ceiling, and they keep going down levels down into you know into a party, and everyone falls, and they twerk together, and it's amazing. But what's crazy about it is every time there's two things that stick out to me. There's one. He, the first level he breaks into, he the girl that's there is so terrified she calls the cops. And so it cuts to a split screen of a cop answering a phone. And he and, thrusts the phone. And he thrusts the phone, and the thrust is so hard, it literally Indiana Jones in the Raiders of the Lost Ark style melts his face away, yeah. which is amazing. And then he thrusts again at her, and it blows her clothes off of her. And my favorite thing is it blows her clothes off. She falls back. And then as soon as she gets up, she's wearing a different Completely set of clothes. Well, it clothes. blows her into like a clothesline, if I remember the video correctly. Yeah. Like it blows the clothes onto her as well as all. God. It's so well done. There's a lot of a really cool photography happening in that in the music video. There's a last shot where it's sort of like they're partying, 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 and, and, it, and it pans over to a guy who's sleeping, and then it immediately pans back, and everyone's sleeping. And they're all really, asleep, really cool. but, but still, you just see the But wiener. the twerk, the, his, the, the man's wang. Penis. Yeah. Wang. Wang. So, this is my friend Wang. No offense. <laughs> The greatest thing about the entire video is the VFX on the main protagonist's wiener. Yeah. And I feel like it's not some of the, VFX, the supporting like casts. That's a legit puppet. Rest. Yeah. And oh, yes. Them, them moving. It's just. Not what you think on that one, though. If you it's haven't good. seen the video, it's not, not, as, not as alluring as you a think. A cop on gets side. involved. That's amazing. There's a, a whole family. I think cop humor is some of the funniest out there. It's one of those. So the cop, like, he gets involved and then he pulls out his gun. And there's something about him pulling out there's his gun. There's something about him just randomly, really randomly, haphazardly, casually like pointing his gun at while people while he dances. Yeah, while he dances, that just gets me every time. I feel like cop humor. There's not enough cop humor out there. There Super was a troopers. show. Did you like Super Mall Cop? I Paul Blart oh, Small fuck Cop. Off. You're about to say you did. <laughs> I just saw you say <laughs> you did. And there's just a really funny scene where he tries the panda roll and it doesn't really work that well. And he has to like. You know, scurry over to the other side of the mall. It's really, really Christ. funny. I like everything, man. I like everything. Um, it's okay. You're not cynical. I, I'm the opposite about that. of that. I was watching Psych, and I'm like actually legitimately Psych's awesome. sad. Psych's, Psych's a great show. Because it's the third to last episode, and my wife's watching it with me, and she just has the way of ruining everything because she points out how obviously bad everything is that I watch. She's like, you know, this is a bad Psych's show. Psych's awesome, dude. Psych's been on forever, too. Eight seasons. Yep. Eight seasons. I, watched, I started watching in college. Did you? I didn't yeah. know you liked Psych. Yeah, I used to review Psych and Monk for IGN when I was a freelancer. You're kidding me. M- Monk, Monk's <laughs> one of my favorite shows of all time. Oh my god! Every year, Monk's fucking to, brilliant. Monk is was genius. Yeah, those two were, were like the shows that built USA Network mm-hmm. basically, because Monk fed into Psych, mm-hmm. and then Psych basically like has now built that network. Which don't is forget crazy, that USA's foundation though was Parker Lewis reruns. Parker Lewis, Parker Lewis, Lewis, Lewis. or Parker? It was Lewis. both. It was both in the end. Oh man, that guy's not doing very. He doesn't need to. He He's in syndication in Turkey. What would you guys do if you yeah. had, if you could do, like, only one thing to leave your mark on the world? What would it be? Write a book. Would it be a book, Greg? What would it be for you? You only do one host more thing. Host a show. That's host, it. Host a big show that people like a lot. 
Just want like a the really big show. I guess so. Yeah. Like you do the Tonight Show for sure. A year. Well, a year. Geez, really? I well, be, you, I, you, you can't be, just I, do it once. I, I gotta be like, a Conan store. I thought like ten years or something. I don't know. Oh yeah, ten years is fine. Okay. I'm, you can't You're do one, you can't your do one mark, episode so. where it's like Fallon's sick. Well, let's call all the way down the line until we get to Miller. Trucker, do you know anybody? <laughs> and he's yeah, like, I like, know we're, one we're, guy. We're striking out left and right. I can do one mediocre house. You get the call and it's like you have to drive down. You missed the show. I don't know why I have that. Drive down to New York. <laughs> oh, that's right. They shoot up in New York now, not LA. Just uh Leonard, you shoot up. Just LA. real quick. Writing a book is the easiest way to leave a mark on the world if your book is really good and you refuse to ever write another one. Yeah. So you want you want to People are obsessed with JD Salinger. Yeah, right? you want to Salinger it? <laughs> I mean Salinger wrote a few other things, but like Salinger is basically like, I'm not writing fucking shit. He hit catcher in the ride, he was like, I'm done. Yeah, and he wrote like, you know, what, what Zoe and Franny or whatever the fuck that book's called and, and 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 some short stories but like I tried but like Harper Lee that. is an even better example she wrote you know to kill a mockingbird, kill a mockingbird and then it was like I'm not writing anything else you know and, and why like, is that though because I think with Harper Lee it's because she knew she would never write something that good again and with J.D. Salinger I think he was fucking crazy yeah know? so um are Salinger's great... heirs getting ready to release like some yes yeah, apparently Salinger wrote a bunch of stuff and just never released it there's a great documentary about him. Out yeah, there. did I you see it? I haven't seen it yet. No, it was I added it to my watch it. It's awesome. It's about like all these people, like people's his friends, right? Yeah, like people. Well, like there's one guy in the in the documentary who tells story. I won't ruin it for you, but like tells stories about how he went and tracked, like in the 70s, like was obsessed with Catcher in the Rye, and like went and tracked down JD Salinger and like went to his house and how he had like this interaction with him, like where Salinger was like driving by and got out of his car and all this crazy shit or whatever, and like no one had seen him, you know, like. People like kind of res- knew where he lived and kind of respected that like he wouldn't go there, but this guy like boldly went to JD Salinger's house. And, that's that's pretty and, ballsy. And like, yeah, like like that. Catcher in the Rye is not even that good of a book in my opinion. Like, I actually read that book and was disappointed because I was like, this book's not revolutionary at all. You know, like K- Kill a Mockingbird's a much better book. But I don't like going to school. I don't like all these girls. I got yeah. too much money in my and I got too much privilege. Yeah, I actually. Uh, uh, it's it's one of those books. There's a great. Quote by Mark Twain. I think he said that a classic is a book that everyone ought to have read, but no one has. Um, and that was one of the things that I see. I see these books that I should have read. And I'm like, damn it, I'm going to read this book. And I pick up Catching the Rye. And I get like 90 pages into it. And I'm like, ah. That's like halfway through it. That book's so small. You I just like, couldn't finish I can't finish it. I had to, did I, you get to the I scene with like the prostitute? That. Yeah. I just, I couldn't. I mean, I got to that scene. That's great. I mean, I'm just like, what is the point of this? There is no point. To it. That's the fucking idea. There is no point. To like it. that's the but thing. I'm what like, are the, what are, the what's the word on Lord of the Flies? I oh, like that a phenomenal one. Phenomenal book. Is that a good one? Yeah, yeah. Oh, sucks to your okay. Asmar. Yeah, sucks to your Asmar. I got the con. Good movie uh, adaptation of that too. Yeah, Lord of the Flies. Is that. That's like a classic. Did you guys ever read Heart of Darkness? No. Lord Jeff- of the Flies. <laughs> what? Did you have to read Heart of Darkness in school? No. No. Conrad. Oh, it's so good. It's the movie uh, Apocalypse. A uh, book Apocalypse Now was loosely based off of. Do you know who who it's screen adapted? Apocalypse Now. John Milius. You know who John Milius wrote? Mm. Red Dawn. Yeah, bringing it around. You talked about Red Dawn last week. And I was a little tired last week, so yeah. I apologize because I wanted to tell you my Red Dawn story. And I don't know if we have time right now, Greg. Do we have What's, what's the clock keeper say? Because we, we're, we're running clock, out of media. We have 110 on the clock. We've been going for an hour and 10 minutes. Okay. 70 minutes. Okay, we got time. I'll go quickly into my Red Dawn story. So I love the original Red Dawn, the Patrick Swayze, mm-hmm. Charlie Sheehan, Jennifer yeah, it's one Grey. Of the great movies of all time. It was terrifying to me as a child because it was the height of the Cold War. Actually, it was probably the Cold War was spinning down by by this end. I think you mentioned it was like a year after the Cold War. The well, war it's like it's down. like Rocky Four. It was like a symbol of yeah the decline. We're all gonna break there. It doesn't matter. But I was terrified about this movie. It used to come on TV all the time, and my brother loved it because he was like a huge Swayze fan. And I was like, by by virtue of that, I have to be a huge Swayze fan too. But I hated watching this movie because it was terrifying. To me. Best Swayze movie, Roadhouse. 
Point Break. Roadhouse. Red Dawn. Point Break is the best movie. Go. It's the topic for another day. Um, so, flash forward, the new movie comes out, right? And there was all that controversy because it was originally supposed to be China. And China was like, no, if you want to release this movie here, it's not going to be us. We're not going to be the bad guys. You're not going to paint us to the world as bad guys. So, they changed every single thing in it to be North Korea. Mm-hmm. So, that was ridiculous. But I, flash forward, I get married. I make that decision with my life, which was interesting. And the Chinese parachute in mid-ceremony. <laughs> no, I go to Thailand for my honeymoon. And we had walked and did all this crazy stuff. It's all these temples the first few days. And we're so tired. We were just like, you know what would be really good right now? Is to go see a movie. I've never seen a movie in a foreign country before, and I've always I'm always fascinated by other people's like movie going cultures, and largely it's all the same, you know, it's whatever popcorn and stuff. But we go to this, and Thailand's known for having these like huge malls, these gigantic megaplexes where you can like buy a Ferrari or a Maserati. Like one levels just watches, one levels cars. It's insane. The top levels all movie theaters. When I say movie theaters, I don't mean like. 16 screens i mean competing movie theaters in the same megaplex together and so we went and the only thing that was playing that we assumed was in english and we we checked and it was was the new red dawn seeing that movie in another country was a fascinating experience because people were laughing at the screen because it was so stupid like the thought of North Korea invading the United States. Like, the thought of these two people, these two countries that had nothing to do with Thailand fighting each other, people were legitimately laughing. It was, I felt, I was like, I was embarrassed that that my country made this movie. I felt bad for the, you know, the people that tried to do this movie, too, because they they did it a long time ago. The movie was filmed in, like, 2008 or something like that. And, like, the, um, it's a good idea when it's China. It makes sense, you know, like, a kind of a future history kind of thing with China. Like, that makes total sense. And it was really the... Chinese investors in MGM that were like, you can't, yeah, you can't do, do this, it. you know, and they were like, well, we got to go change everything. So they did, they changed everything, but now the story's stupid, and the fucking screenwriters are like, now yeah. we look fucking stupid. We didn't write it like this. Yeah, you that's, know? Like, that's a hard thing. That's, and, that's the thing you can't ever. Everyone's always like, well, the writer, why did the writer do that? But there's a great, there's a great, great, great uh, posting by Damon Lindelof, who's one of the writers of Lost, and he writes a lot of JJ Abrams stuff, and he does a lot with, uh, he wrote Prometheus. Or he came in to write Prometheus, but he was like the sixth writer on that. And everyone's like, why did you screw that movie up? He goes, I didn't screw the movie up. I just tried to keep it as much as possible coherent. Because after six other people go through it, all the studio execs come to it. He's like, the only thing I could do was triage. It was just like, get it from point A to point B. That's it. Like, start it and finish it in a way that kind of makes sense. And he's like... It's so shitty when people blame the writers for things because it's a collaborative process, right. like, much like making games. You can't blame the writer of a game for, you know, the the demands that are placed upon him by the studio or the developer. Like, you know, if a big – like EA or Activision is putting something out, you got to do what they say, you know. Um, but I, I, th- I thought that was very fascinating. Anyway, long story short is don't go see a movie about America propaganda in a foreign country. You'll feel silly. You'll just feel silly. Red Dawn was my fantasy when I was a kid. So it's so funny that you were scared about it. it was like I used to like I was get terrified. So, I used to watch it and then go out like take my gun, you know, my fake guns and. Like, well, that's because you knew you could survive. If that happened nah, to me, my that. family, my fat ass, when I was like when I was a kid, I'd been the first to go. They'd be like, put that Porky in the in the pen, like play with him, let's play with him, dance. Porky. Oh man, I, oh, we used to we used to fight the, <laughs> fa- the fake Russians in the woods all the time. Me and my friends, your pine cone grenades. Yeah, well, yeah, I used to pick. We used to collect pine cones and put them in like a satchel and throw them like they were grenades. I was terrified. I was like, I used to have nightmares of like I'd, I would have been one of the guys that would have been like, no, I'll go into the cage. Like you know the big penitent. You're like one the of the cage. bitches. Yeah, I was like, I'll go into that. So I'm not in the internment camp. Yeah, I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'll be in the internment camp. I'm not. I'm, I'm not going to be out in the wild trying to fight people. That's someone, not my thing. Someone still has to write a good, like a legit good decline or invasion of the United States movie. It's totally possible, or a show, which would be even better. I Jericho they, was the closest they got to it, and like 
but it could be better than much better than Jericho. Mm-hmm. You know, like someone's got to do it. It could happen. Like who would it be? It has to be China, though. Yeah, or, another country. In I would. The world I, that could I, even I come close. What I loved about Jericho was that it was internal. You know, like, and I think that that was like what made it so cool. Mm-hmm. Like Abraham Lincoln used to say, an, an, "An invading country will never take the United States out." Japanese general before World War II was asked, or during World War II was asked, like, "Why didn't you invade the homeland? Like, you know, the the American homeland instead of just you know bombing Hawaii and kind of trying to scare them." And he's like, because there'll be a uh, there'll be a gun barrel behind every blade of grass. That's what that was his quote. You know, yeah. like basically saying like they'll fight us. Like they're fucking crazy. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like it's a, like we like are. an armed population like ours. Like I always had this fascinating thing in my mind. Not that I'm able to write a screenplay or anything like that, but like if California was invaded right by like a foreign country, and like what would that look like? Because you'd have the military involved, but then like maybe you'd have like the, the people in the middle of the, the the state with all their rifles and their guns, like. You They're fighting yeah, the gangsters, like, you know, in L.A. fighting, you know, with the, like everyone's fighting. Like, everyone has guns. It's not like when you invade France. I think that's, you know? that's why. And it's I think that's like, that's a nugget for something cool. There's something cool. You know, there. like I don't know how Attack to attack the block too. you know, like well, I feel like that's kind of part of the part of the allure of the zombie films. Right. Is that everyone has to stop whatever stupid, foolish thing they're doing and band together to fight this bigger force out there. Right. And so like. You talk about that. I, talk, I immediately thought of like Dawn of the Dead, where you know uh, Mackay Pfeiffer's character was kind of a gangster with his with his girl, and you've got a nurse, and then you've got a cop, and they have to all get along together because there's this zombie horde kind of fighting them. And it's always cool to have that fish out of water, sort of like take gangster, make him fight, you know, the Chinese army. <laughs> that would be like I wish I wish people liked Orson Scott Card more, and I understand why people yeah. don't like him very much. I I you know I don't try to mix a person's politics up with their creative works. I think mm-hmm. Orson Scott Card's brilliant, frankly, He's genius. Yeah, but but. Um, he wrote that book Empire, which a lot of people didn't pay attention to. And Empire is about Empire inspired Shadow Complex, the game, but uh, was about a civil war in the United States between the Republicans and the Democrats. And that that's another that's awesome, cool. That's another that's really cool. awesome. That's a great idea, concept. like where things got so fucked up that the parties just actually started fighting, started each fighting other. each other. You know, like, like actually, generals like, pick sides, and then they just go. And like, I think the plot of the the story was like it was something like the Democrats are in power, so they have access to all of the like the military's secrets, like all the military secret gear, and so they actually have all the equipment, like all the good stuff. And the Republicans are the ones that like don't have anything. Um, that's where like all the mechs and stuff come from. And in shadow complex but like that's a cool idea too is to just like make it political and don't like worry about the rest of the world because no one in the rest of the world is going to invade us like, even if china invaded us our military is much better trained and we have much better equipment than them who do you think will have mechs first we already have them it's just a matter of you know like them being you know you've seen videos of these things right like yeah yeah, yeah. yeah they walk I've around seen the yeah, like, the demos. yeah we have like all this crazy shit we just haven't used it yet and i think a lot of it's because we're afraid of what's going to happen we well i think them. the other the other thing is this like there's i think what what I forget who who said it. You probably know, but like there there's a there's a rule of like escalation in in, in military use, right? So the foot soldiers here, you've got the oceans. You know, every every era of war was you know originally it was land, then it was the sea, and now it's air. And whoever can dominate the air basically is the dominant force, right? And we dominate the air, right? Don't we have the world's best air force? Yeah, but the world has everything. We have drones. <laughs> like we will never need. I don't think we'll ever need mechanized like giant units like that because why? When you can fire a missile from a mile away and no one ever sees it coming that's that's the ultimate like terrifying scare tactic right you don't need the no like so I, the I, ultimate scare tactic is a fucking robot well but I, so I saw Robocop the remake right and they have that first scene where these mechs are walking through I think it was Tehran um, and they're just you know they're lumbering and they're they're very very scary but at the same time that's that's a huge financial commitment for the United States to have something that's just there that could that someone could walk up behind and shoot with an RPG versus a drone that like you don't ever see you don't ever see that damn thing. It's up yeah, there. it's so impersonal. Like it's funny too because 
a lot of military theory today says that like actually the navy is becoming much more important really and that like mechanizing obviously and weaponizing space which we've already done even though we haven't told anyone about it um, do we have a laser on the moon like satellites we have lasers pointing at the moon that's how we that's how we know how far the moon's getting from us two inches a year um like bounce the laser off and hit people some the, the astronauts i think in apollo like 15 or something put a mirror on the on the moon and then we bounce lasers off of it and measure the distance can we like shoot people with them? No, it's not that kind of laser. There's other sharks with freaking laser yeah. beams in their But like, there's heads. been all these awesome. There's an awesome. Sh- I gotta find it. There's an awesome shot of an Air Force branded shuttle, space shuttle. Like no one knew knows these things even exist. Like the the military send NASA's like a NASA's its own thing. Mm-hmm. But like, the military sends people into space. And NASA and, like, has like, and, like no, and, like, no one knows on. what the fuck's going on up there. Like there are definitely like nuclear bomb, like nuclear missiles and all oh, sorts sure. of shit in space. There's got to be one of those like those like just sci-fi style like satellites that has like 50 nuclear missiles just pointed at everything on it, right? Oh, I'm sure. I'm, well, like we, we have that. We can see like people's license plates with satellite photography. You know, like enhance, enhance. Yeah. So like that. Yeah, I think that. Which one do you want? That might be it. That might be it. That's cool. Yeah, like this that's is, cool. Like, Damn, that's a cool looking shuttle too. So like. From Boeing, of course. Why is it so badass? That's sick. Everybody just Google Air Force Space Shuttle. There it That's is. sick. So, like, yeah, there's, like, I don't know. There's all that, but I agree, like, with the sense that, like, you don't introduce a weapon into a fight unless you know you can use it. We did that with a nuclear bomb. It was a big mistake. Yeah, you know? we like, screwed it, that it worked, it worked. It worked in the beginning, but we introduced a weapon into a fight. We introduced, like, a gun into a knife fight. We escalated. Right, exactly. And, like, so if you... Like if Batman you, begins. If we give robots, then they're going to... They'll figure it out. Robots. All it takes, it's like when the Russians shut down the U-2, right? Like, the, they I, had the U-2, and they could figure, then they can just figure it out. It's the same thing with drones. When you shoot a drone down, then you just have the fucking drone, and you can reverse engineer it. Want, yeah. If you have one of these mechs, and you put them into Afghanistan, and they do shoot an RPG at it, because certainly, if we've learned anything from video games, we'll have a weakness of this, of this sort. <laughs> It'll have a big weak spot on its back. <laughs> uh, then they, then they you know, maybe can sell it to... They're not going to be able to do anything with it, because they're just not technologically advanced. They don't have any money, but they could sell it. You know the, the the wreckage to yeah. China, you know, or something yeah. like that. Who's already obsessed, by the way, with stealing our technology? They they, they NRIP and, and yeah, everything they, else. They, I don't know. People, we should talk about this one day. Not now. We should like, do. We'll do a whole different conversation. China like it. China hacks our infrastructure, like our corporate infrastructure, and just steals shit from Dude, us. They just caught somebody, and I shit you not trying to trying to sell, sell steal and sell the formula for the Oreo white filling to China. <laughs> I'm not making that up. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. That's sacrilege. <laughs> but like they'll steal. They come too far. They'll steal the energy of the i the you know the iPhone or like you know military secrets or secrets from Boeing and all these you know very trusted American companies that only make American weapons. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, so maybe they already stole our schematics for all these mechs, but you should, people can go on YouTube and find all the shit the military's playing around with. And I don't even think, I think the military, like they do that, that kind of like the corporate race thing where they're like, wh- whoever gets there first wins. We'll and buy. like everyone, yeah. And everyone like makes all this crazy and shit. And Boeing's like, what? And they got to make the mech, the Iron Man suit. It's the same thing they did that with Apollo, which was awesome. You know, that's why Apollo was so cool. It's like, you know, we have all these contracts and like, who's going to make what we need first and who's going to make it best. That's, that's. Well, Obama announced that he's making the Iron Man suit. Yeah. Oh yeah, that happened. That yeah. was a joke. Was I know. Joking. I know it was a joke. Did you see that though, Rick? The between two ferns thing? No. No, I don't know what you're talking between about. Obama was like giving some speech. He was giving a like, speech. He, he was just he like, said, I, "I would like, like to, to announce that um, we are formally making an Iron Man suit." I'm just kidding. Maybe. <laughs> and whatever it, it was awesome he doesn't yeah. fuck anymore yeah. he's like I'm out yeah like, well, when, you're, when your re- approval ratings in the 30s and you don't have to run again yeah you don't the care. fuck do you care yeah. <laughs> and, and you're, you're gonna, gonna lose the senate in the house and, and, and the senate in, in November and not be able to do anything at all that's gonna be fun talking about politics I, I can't fucking wait 
Oh, it's gonna be a bloodbath. Oh, the youth for the election. Oh, yeah. Not for the, oh, yeah. the Republican government that the, won't do anything after us. Oh, no, the Republicans are going to take it. Can you squeeze over there and see how much time we have left on the card? Not much. Probably not much. We, tur- said- we turned down the what, though. We did, <laughs> so that's helpful. We, we, and we brought it around to talking about global nuclear war. How much we I got, I love Tim? how our conversations go. 25. 25 minutes. All right. That was the beauty of the, the idea behind the show. Is that yeah, I love go it. in different places. It just goes insane. 100%. Nobody we was insulting. About, we down. immediately went from... Okay, chief. We immediately went from pilot suicide to roller coasters. <laughs> That's how our brains work. So, Tim, is there more to talk about for Turn Down the What? No, it's awesome. Okay. Everybody, Everybody should watch that video. Link is in the is, description. It is amazing. Portillo's head is screwing with the calendar. The, the one last thing I do want to say about it is it's really cool that um, Lil John's not in that video. Like, none of the artists at all are in the video. No, it's just the song in the video. Like, it That's why like, it's awesome. So many people have asked me, is this the official video? And it's like, yes, this is the That's official awesome. video. And I love that we're, we're really hitting that point where, like, there is no difference between YouTube video and music video. They are the same thing. This this is yeah, that's true. That's but this one's on a higher level. This is like a couple million dollars or maybe four million dollars they put it's into awesome. this bad boy. It's amazing. But it's a really well done video. Nick. Greg. What do you got for me? So we were talking about it wasn't last week, I think it was the week before we were talking about uh, movie lines, right? And then the week after we started talking about movie trailers, and I realized there's a great line in that that really kind of struck me as it's a very powerful line it's the one it's the russell crowe line that i talked about i think it was last week where he it's his parting words to his son right in the man of steel trailer. In the man of steel trailer and it got me thinking i'm like what if the earth were dying and i was the only person that knew it and i had to send my newborn son out what message what would i say to him what would be why my would parting you, words why to would him? you even do say fucking shit to him he's a newborn he's not gonna remember well you, you know he gave him the message right like yeah. he's like just he's like the hologram the guy, like which I don't think I'd have the techn- I don't think I'd have the attention span for. I think I would just want to do like one thing where I'm like, you put it at my M card in his little crib. And yeah, send it's him like, away. dude, I got like an hour to talk to you. Like, what what are the most important life lessons that I can impart to you? Would you tell him to be a good man? Would you tell him to go take over the world, knowing he's going to be a super human being on this on this next planet that he goes to? I'd probably just walk up to him and just go five, three, six. One. No, but he'd inherently know two, that you're a liar then. Four. He would know you're a liar. No. Because that's not the way that's, that's what Tim would do. Tim would, before it would happen, he wouldn't give words of encouragement. He was he would transcribe all or transcode all the Fast and Furious movies onto a stick. They just need to it would be funny if you said those numbers, but then he didn't understand the context, so he spent his entire life trying to crack the code of these numbers. And then once he watched the movies, he'd realize what it meant. He'd be like <laughs> How is he going to watch he the movies right. in another world? He wa- but oh, the thing is, he wa- Fast and Furious will live on. Do not worry, Greg. He Ryan. watches he watches the movies, but it doesn't snap until he's older and he's on his deathbed. Yeah. Right. And he spent My father all- was spent- an asshole. <laughs> he spent all these years trying to figure out what the secrets of these numbers were. Was it how many planets are in this system? Is it he's watched is Lost it- like five hundred <laughs> times to figure out if is there's it something nu- in there that's decipherable? Is it how many molecules are in this? You know, they- no, it's the order of these fucking movies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I told him to be a hero. I tell him you, not. You'd say go hero. I guess. Yeah. I guess that's don't that's, hide that's your power. The root of my question is: Would you tell him to go, like dominate, or would you tell him to try and be like a le- a good leader and like knowing that he's going to be like a sacrificial lamb half the time, being an example? Yeah. yeah. Really? Are you like a super villain? Yeah. What are go you doing? You're like, I think I'd be like go, go dominate. Go. I mean, you're going to be a go god. Mold it into your image. I think if I mean I think I would be like, why don't you just go like make sure that you don't ever get hurt? Ooh, look at that. <laughs> don't get hurt, dude. Don't ever let him hurt you. I'd love you. to see this. this she's smoking. Don't ever like, let him see know, just you go cry. Do whatever you want and don't get hurt. <laughs> or just go to like like go Rocky Four and be like, just break them. 
just whatever you do, I will break you. You know what I mean? You would so do like, guy. You so do if that. you had superpowers, you'd fuck shit up. That's all. Every single one me. of us would be a supervillain at this table. No, no. every single one of us would. I don't think so. I don't. We were talking. We had that that that, that thing that went around uh, IGN where we were talking about what our favorite superpowers are, right? Yeah. And I started thinking about mine. Every single one of them I could think of, I would use for bad. See, that's I, I would use for a use negative for thing. I would. I would use, use for my advantage, which yes. inherently is a trait that a villain has. Villains use power to their advantage. Super like superheroes use power to to you know benefit the lives of others. That's the way it goes. My superpower that I chose was to be to be able to morph into a better looking man, and that might be altruistic, but I really don't think there's there's no real way I'm I'm using that power other than to get what, what are good looking women. On this? I don't know. I I I think I'd be a superhero. I think I think everyone starts as a superhero and becomes corrupted though. So live long enough to see yourself. Or has like the, you know the no like I don't think like I don't think you know the greatest villain of all time Shocker put on his suit. And was Bane. Bane is the greatest villain of all time. Bane's already... the greatest Batman villain, but in the Marvel universe, Shocker for yes, he put on his suit to be bad. No, he put on his suit, and he was like, I, I, for I look pretty, pretty good in this suit. Hey, I got this. And I look like a, I look like a, a, a booth at a steak restaurant. I don't know. I don't know if you know <laughs> the story of Shocker. Is like that, the floor of a Vegas casino. It's amazing. <laughs> the story of Shocker is that he was a he worked at a you know he worked for a power company and he was and they would always send him out in you know when uh, wires would fall or whatever and he used to have to climb up these. these so he's PG and E guy. Yeah, and he'd have to climb up and it's like this fucking tedious thing. He just wanted to go home and hang out and he wasn't getting paid overtime. He wasn't getting paid time and a half or anything like that. So he made this suit that could shoot electricity so that like he could just shoot the you know just power the thing yeah, himself. And, and, he doesn't like, have to get up there. He's the like, go, he go climb back. up the weird peg thing. They right, put exactly. On the... He didn't have time for that. And he was hurting. His back hurt. He, and he's, he's older. And kids. so I think that that he's was the story of Shocker. And, and, but like he realized, you know, he, so it started for good. But then he became corrupted because he realized that, you know, obviously the suit is so powerful um, that he can do other things with it. But it started because he just wanted to make his job easier so he can go hang out with his family. Yeah, that's it. It was altruistic. It was just he wanted to be a good guy. But, like, you look at some of the best villains out there, and they're not villains. Like, Magneto, I think, is probably the, sure, the best villain ever. He's not a villain. He's just, you know, and, th- and they say they have a screenwriting tenant that um, when, when you start writing your villains, you don't want to ever write them one-dimensionally. So what you want to do is have them be the protagonists in their own life. And so the best villains, if you look, are the protagonists. They're the good people in their own life. They're just doing something that's contrary to whatever the main protagonist yeah. is, which is pretty fascinating. So I like to think that – I'd like to think that if I had a superpower – I would choose to do something good with it, but I have a feeling that once I did that thing good, the rest of the world, because you know it's kind of majority rules, like whatever the majority of the world thinks of you is, is right, and whatever the minority thinks is wrong, right? I'd probably be on the minority side. I'm not saying that minorities are bad. I'm saying generally popular. Because <laughs> po- you just know you had a reaction to that, like I said something. No, Ken, I, that's not, I, that I was just not realized what, I meant. what my topic next week's gonna be. Okay, great. But that's, um, but yeah, that's what I'm that's saying. Like I, right I would be like, I would be. I would be like, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna like save this particular sect of people or something like that, or I'm gonna evangelize this thing, and people will be like, no, that's that's bad. But I'd like to think that would be me. Reality, I'd probably just use my superpower to like, to just make a lot of money and probably become a horrible human being, and then I'd be a villain, and then Superman would have to come stop, like Greg would have to come stop me, and then he'd be like, Greg's kid. he'd look at me and go, wow, Nick's life is so much more fun than mine because to be a superhero in any universe sucks most of the time. Yeah. That he probably be like this. I'm gonna party with this guy, just like we did in real life. We okay. were like, you came in, you never had alcohol, you never had sex, you never done anything crazy, you didn't even stay up past ten. It's true. And you met Scarpino, you met Moriarty, the Italians double teamed you. Got to be a better way to say it than that. Nope. No, nope, that's, that's it. the best that's way to say it. it the fire rises. Fire rises. Lord. 
So, Colin, what would you tell your kid? I don't know. Does it matter? I mean, no. he's going to another world. I don't really care what happens they, on another world. Well, they're playing. A, they're playing a recorded message. Is America there? He's getting a recorded message. Uh, no. I mean, I. I don't. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't. If if things are so dire that you know humanity is leaving Earth and uh, or Earth's done or all those kinds, of, I don't know. It's game over. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> I would tell him to just not even bother. You wouldn't even send him. You'd be like, you know what? You're the dying lie. here with us. You're gonna kill. You're gonna die here with us. It's just like how I feel about the United States. Like if the United States was going down, I'd want us to take the whole world with us. So we will take so the so whole the world entire, with us. So if the entire planet is gone, then we've already reached the point where I definitely don't care anymore. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Tim, what, what would you say to your kid if you had a kid and it was like that was it? You could have been part one piece of wisdom. What I was it? The Fast and Furious thing. You did the whole. That's what I mean, it was. Really, what I would really tell my kid? I don't know. That I don't know. It's such a weird situation where. I don't know what this kid's gonna do, Greg. Like, you don't want kids, get, so maybe yeah. I should have really thought this topic through a little bit more before I brought it. I mean, I would tell him though to be. I would tell him to be Superman about it, but I would tell him I would refine it a bit if I had time and tell him like that's that's the boring part of superhero origin stories, right? Where they always feel like they have to hide it and something horrible happens. Yeah, you don't have to hide it. You know, you have powers. Trust no people. one can touch you. You're well, I wouldn't God. go that far. I wouldn't. I wouldn't set him up to be like, oh, nothing's ever gonna happen. Then somebody shows up with a fucking rock and it's over. A rock. <laughs> He's like it's of kryptonite. all these it was, things. It was a kryptonite. All rock, of these idiot. things that I I have a previous to, to someone weakness. just had to grab a rock. <laughs> Bullets, my only Bullets, weakness. Bullets. I mean, honestly, weakness. I'd probably just be like, be nice. That's really, I think, the best advice you can ever do give good. anybody. Be nice. Do good. Trust in people. Don't be mean. I think actually more than be nice is just don't be mean. Because if you tell someone, if they, that's like, I think the so greatest Tim, piece of advice. Before before someone. we part, do you honestly think you'd be a superhero on this planet if you were that kid? I think I would do more good than bad. Okay. For sure. I'd like to believe I did. I would I still would. illegally download movies. Yeah, but you but just I'd like, buy them afterwards. You, I feel like you just like sprint into a Best Buy, steal everything, come back, and then like 20 minutes later like leave a $100 bill or something like that. Yeah, but you, you know, stole from a bank. This whole the idea of <laughs> this like moral stuff is kind of weird because that's a whole other topic of yeah. like what's okay and when's it okay? Like stealing's bad, but is it always bad? And like, in what sense? Like, I would not go to a Best Buy and steal a movie from them. Yeah. But I would download a movie and not care. That's the same thing. I. But for some reason, in my head, it's not it's the same thing at all. You're a villain. So. So yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll take the villainous traits of that. But at the same time, like, I guess it's once it gets to the level of when I can see who I'm affecting. That's when I'm like, oh, that's not nice. All right. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, that's the Game Over Greggy Show. All three of you, thank you so much for joining me. It's always a pleasure to thank be you, with Greg. you. Remember, ladies and gentlemen, every week we come to the table, each with a random topic, discuss it for your amusement. You can get the MP3 for $1 every Friday at gameovergreggy.bandcamp.com. Then over on YouTube, each topic posts Monday through Thursday. Friday, the full show goes up. All of that on YouTube is free. We call it gameovergreggy.com. You can enjoy it there. Until next week. Aww. <laughs> We gotta come up with some. Just our Tim Allen references. That's it. We, we need to get Tim Allen for the show, but then not have him really on the show and just have him interrupt oh, at the I end. I like that. Yeah, that's what I'm doing.